1: It is time to skip the BS, time for Undisputed, time to talk Game of the Week, if not the year. Ten and two Eagles, nine and three Cowboys this Sunday night. Good morning to my two favorite Cowboy haters, Richard Sherman and Keyshawn Johnson. Haters because we try to bring some sort of order and responsibility
2: to your brain. But we (laughs) hate logic.
1: Good luck to both of you. Uh, by the way, we will get to Shaq Leonard choosing Eagles over Cowboys in just a couple of minutes here. But right now, you guys are both picking the Eagles to win this game, even though I don't know how the Cowboys are three-and-a-half-point favorites at Jerry World. Go figure. So I really need both of you to please explain to me why and how the Eagles are better than than the Dallas Cowboys because, I'm sorry, I just can't see it. Richard, please, you first.
2: Well, Skip, you got to be blind because they've already beaten you. So I, don't, I shouldn't have to explain it because you've already seen it for your own eyes, but that's the delusion of Dallas Cowboys fans. Even when you see the truth, even when you see a team clearly better than you clearly beat you, you for some reason choose to ignore it and, and create your own alternate reality. They have beat you. They beat you when you out-yarded them, when when Dak Prescott played an unbelievable game, when C.D. Lamb played an unbelievable game, 11 for 191. Unbelievable. You were hitting on all cylinders, and you still took the L, Skip. And so they sacked Dak Prescott five times in that game. I would expect the same for this game. I'd I'd expect their offense to actually be better than it was. Um, They were pretty inefficient. That game, uh, their defense was, was porous that game and allowed your offense to move up and down the field. So I expect them to be better. And so that is why I have them winning this game, Skip. Mm-hmm. They have already beat you, so I don't have to go too far. I could literally show you video of them winning a game.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting, but illogical. Can you try, Keyshawn?
2: Um, I, don't <laughs> think, I don't think I need to try. I think it's self-explanatory, Skip, yeah.
3: about where Philadelphia is and where the Dallas Cowboys are. Um, when you look at, obviously, the records, whatever. One game behind, have an opportunity to maybe get it even if they can beat them this Sunday. But when you look at something that we continue to point out that's glaring to me, and it matters to me, and Mm. it matters to many people Mm. as we continue to talk about the Dallas Cowboys, as we move into the next generation of future, where they would be at the end of the year. They haven't beaten anybody. Mm. Okay, They beat Seattle. Barely. And Seattle's not a great team. Seattle was coming in with a banged-up offense. Mm -hmm. Their quarterback was hurt. They said he was healthier. He was better. He put 35 on your defense. He was just Okay, they cooked the corner in bland. Mm -hmm. When you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, they've beaten the Dolphins, the Chiefs, the Bills. And as Richard said, they already beat you despite you gaining all the yardage and all of this. 173 yards in the fourth quarter to their three. Mm. Oh, I get all that. We still lost the game. So now they've been battle tested. They know how to respond when they're battle tested. Mm. You don't know how to respond. Mm. If they score, I'm going to use your words. If if I'm going to continue to do that, if for some reason they go up 14 nothing against the San Francisco 49ers instead of 6 nothing, which basically spotted the 49ers one point because as I said to you the other day, mm. you're up by one when somebody is 6-0. to zero. You mm. automatically assume, I'm going to score a touchdown, kick a PAT. I'm mm. up by one. Mm. So when I look at this, they're better in a lot of different phases than you guys are. I think their secondary as a group is better. I think their front seven as a group, despite the yardage, is better. Because when they need to close it out, they close it out. The other day against the 49ers... Three, 13 days and what was it, three games and 13 days while the Niners had 10 days rest, much like the Cowboys will have. they have a 10-day rest because the last time we saw them, obviously, was against Seattle on that Thursday night. But when I look at it as a whole, they also pick up some guys that will help them along the way. We'll get into Shaq Leonard and, and Kevin Bayer that they picked up they several did. weeks ago gives to you that. get them even stronger. Mm-hmm. So... When I look at it, the fact that they've been battle-tested mm. and you yet to be battle-tested mm. gives the edge to them for me. Mm. You may disagree with that, but
1: they did beat you last time y'all played each other. Mm. They did. And to both of your points, my team went to San Francisco and lost 42-10, to 10, and we just saw a similar annihilation – at the hands of the 49ers, albeit in Philadelphia. So we lost at San Francisco, Philadelphia lost at Philadelphia, about the same way, shape, and form that we got destroyed at San Francisco. All right, it is now my turn. This show, as both of you well know by now, is about first-guessing, not second-guessing. So I have first-guessed the Philadelphia defense. I have been on the record since late last year, as saying it's way overrated. It is gettable, and ultimately it is torchable. And Keyshawn doesn't want to hear this, but the Philly defense, last seen in Dallas, Texas, gave up 40 to my team. Gave up 40. Jalen Hurts did not play for the other team, but Jalen Hurts does not play safety or corner or linebacker. He plays quarterback quarterback. Gardner Minshew had a really good day that day, and you can say that's on your Cowboy defense, and you got me on that one. But Dak Prescott threw another party on the Eagles defense, 40 points he put up on Christmas Eve of last year. Now we come to this year, and as I see it right now, I think these stats are correct. I don't think I'm embellishing. I don't think I'm exaggerating. I'm definitely not lying about this. The Philadelphia Eagles ranked 24th in points, 24th in points allowed. Are you kidding me? The Philadelphia Eagles are the worst defense in all of pro football in allowing third down conversions. The Philadelphia Eagles defense over the last five games have allowed the opposition to outgain the Philadelphia Eagles offense. So that's five straight games including if we go back two games. It took overtime, but Josh Allen and company went into Philadelphia and rang up 505, 505 yards. That, yeah. that's, that's a lot of yards. And Kevin Byard played in that game last week. That's, that's three games for wow. a lot of teams. Okay, wow, that's a lot of yards. And then just this past Sunday, after the first quarter, in which Philly came out on fire and somehow held San Francisco to minus six yards in the first quarter, in the final three quarters, this Philadelphia Eagles defense allowed 462 at home in three quarter 462 in three quarter. Are you kidding me? Not to mention, if we go back a few games to the visit of the Dallas Cowboys, and a stat I keep throwing at both of you guys, in the fourth quarter alone, my quarterback, Dak Prescott, now right in the, the middle of the MVP debate, He threw for 173 yards in the fourth quarter alone. Jalen Hurts threw for three yards in the fourth quarter alone. Mm -hmm. And yet, Mm -hmm. you got to stay in bounds. I've seen this commercial. I don't know who's in it. Some guys keep saying, you got to stay in (laughs) bounds. You got to stay in bounds. Two guys, two guys, I think I've seen those guys somewhere. You got to stay in bounds. Dak Prescott did not stay in bounds on a two point try. And it crushed my team because those became mathematically two crucial points in at the end of the game. And obviously my rookie tight end caught a pass at the goal line on a play that should have gone to my veteran tight end, but it did. They went to the rookie out of Michigan, a second round pick, but his knee came down one inch from the goal line, or we're having a different conversation. That's how close my team came to winning at Philadelphia. Meanwhile, in the biggest picture, I'm going to remind both of you guys, this game on Sunday night will not be played at the link in Philadelphia. There'll be no big dom on the sideline protecting the Eagles this time. This one's at Jerry World, where my Cowboys have won 14 straight. Think about that. 14 in a row at home by an average score of 37 to 18. It's hard to score 30 plus points in any single game in this National Football League, let alone to go 37 a game for 14 straight games at home. 14-0. and We even got past the Jinx game. We've won 13 in a row because we rose and shone late against Seattle. I think Seattle's very good. I think Richard thinks Seattle's very good because he thought Seattle was going to win the game. So let's not discredit Keyshawn, Way the Seattle, Seattle Skip. Skip. Let's he's going to pick Skip. Seattle We're just because. No. we going to discredit because of your age and,
2: and Woolen because of and the Jamal week, Adams. The weak schedule that you've had. So that's why you, you bloated your points. Your defense hadn't played anybody. They got 35 put on them in that same stadium that you're mm. talking about, Jerry's World, by mm. offense that hadn't scored a touchdown in seven quarters. Mm. So they scored seven. They, they, A defense, your O-line hadn't given up a sack in three games. They gave up four to a defense that isn't known for sacking a quarterback very much. Mm. So – Skip, none of those stats are really relevant. You talk about this defense that's torchable. Well, your offense played them. They put up a paltry 23 points. So you all this high-flying, oh, we scored so many points, and we 37-and-a-half. We you didn't score 37-and-a-half against them. You scored 23. So this 24th-ranked defense and, and the scoring, you did, You scored 23. So you can say whatever you want, Skip. We have actual empirical evidence to show your team did not achieve those things against this opponent. And they rarely ever do against opponents with winning records. The first time they did, the Seattle game. So right now, that's still an aberration. That's still an outlier because you do not do it in, in, against competent teams. You got blown out by Seattle. You got beat by, by the Eagles, and you keep saying, we almost got there. We almost got there. Oh, if this okay. happened, if that happened, if, 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 if Bayless strikes mm. again mm. and he's going to continue to strike because you're going to say the same thing after this game, no. you're going to get beat, and then you're going to say, if this would have happened, if the ball would have bounced, I, I mean, I- I- when do the excuses stop? I mean, it- you, you no lose, excuses. and it's excuse. No.
1: It sounds like you guys got all the excuses because it's all Patsy's. It, it, it's all little sisters of the poor. How's that excuses? It, that's
2: that's real. That's reality. Really?
3: If I learn nothing on this show. Yeah, I'm going to certainly thanks to Richard Sherman, expand my vocabulary, you know, because he threw some <laughs> words out there. I, I'm like, huh? Mm. Imperial what? <laughs> yeah. Imperial highway. That, yeah. That I was a different Down
1: by the airport.
3: <laughs> I know. I know that one. But the one <laughs> he threw out there. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on, Richard. Yeah. Uh, but Skip, here's what I would say. Yes, you won 14 games at home, but no big deal. That, no, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal. But you played the likes of the New York Jets, the New
1: England Patriots. Wait, the Jets have a top the, five defense, I thought. No, if, if you don't stop. Well, that's what everybody tells That's what it you told me. It was week two of the season. Huh?
3: You went in. You played against a quarterback that now is making a decision on whether or not he even wants to play quarterback in New
1: York anymore. <laughs> you play against the Rams. You are, the Rams are looking pretty hot right now. Uh, again, Matthew Stafford is playing at a high level. At, at the moment we knocked time, him out of the game. The moment in time that y'all played them,
3: the Rams are hot garbage, mm. and essentially they're not going anywhere. They're not. They're just not, Skip. So let's stop that right now, right
1: here and there. Who can no no good? I don't and, know. And
3: here's and here's how I know the Eagles are a better football team than you mm. guys in Dallas, Skip, because Shaq Leonard made a decision. Mm-hmm. to go with a team that he looks at and says, there's opportunity for both for me to play on both teams. They need me in the worst way. Oh,
1: well, there you go. They I think you just need, made my case. No, no,
3: no, no. No? No, no. Both teams need me in the worst way. No, we
1: but, don't need them but, at all. We're good. So why did you court
3: him? And why did he say, hold off, I'm going to wait, you, rather team? than jump I, into it I, I and sign with he did. y'all? He said, I'm going to see yeah. What happens in Philadelphia yeah. because this team is better and has a better opportunity to finish the deal. So therefore, I'm gonna join the Philadelphia Eagles. Because that they helps made me, me a lot more than that, the that helps did. me determine which team is better, just based on that solely alone, mm. that he is gonna join the team that he thinks has an opportunity to go further. You may not see it that way from a fan standpoint, no. but as a player, no, when you are looking to finish the deal and get a ring,
1: yeah. you pick a team that you think is going to get you a ring. No, you pick a place where you think you can play. He, he was going to play in Dallas.
2: He could have either, either place. place. Yeah. He was going to play either him him in either really spot. Will good. you preach
3: to him for me, Sherm? Will you let Skip? Yeah, him up? I mean
2: that's why you, you haven't been really good. You got 35 put on him. That's why you brought him in. That's why you paid the money for his first class fight in his hotel room, mm. and you hoped he wouldn't leave the building. He, he said, both. "Hey, let me see how this. Let me see how this plays out. Let me see both sides. Let me see both teams go visit yeah. both organizations, and okay. he determined the Philadelphia Eagles were the better organization and team he wants to play for." I don't know how, but
1: we're still fourth in points allowed. That that's top five.
3: You, you know defense. why though? Because yeah. you played we the, played Gi- the Gi- Giants twice. Finish, it,
2: finish yeah. it for me, Richard. Finish it for me. Because you played the Giants twice. Yeah. You played Carolina. You, you, you played the Jets with Zach Wilson. Mean so much I mean, trouble. you want to continue? Yeah, yeah, New England Patriots. Yeah. Hey, the, the, the L.A. Chargers held the New England Patriots to less points than you did. They yeah. held them to zero. Y'all held them to three. They scored three more points against the Dallas Cowboys' Voluntary defense than they did the L.A. Chargers. Skip, your team is incomplete. You can see the weaknesses you saw in oh. this game. They threw the ball up and down the field. Geno was almost a perfect passer rating. His Q. His QBR was 91. Skip. Yeah, yeah, against your, I've de- never 90, seen him hotter
1: in his life. He played the game of his 91, life. 91. And they with a bum elbow. And they lost. 91 yard. Man. 91. All I heard from both of you guys for four straight Eagles games was, give them a break. They won. Well, so we did an Eagles on uh, Seattle. We, we played an Eagles game. You, we did exactly what the Eagles you, had been doing for four straight you, games you, you, until their luck ran yeah, out. Skip, you won. Yeah.
3: But we made four big
1: fourth down plays. But
3: three in the last in all quarter. Do, in all due respect to Richard and Seattle, mm-hmm. Seattle was not – at the same level as Miami. They're not uh, at the same level. Not. They're just not. Yeah. When I look at the team, they're not at the same level as Kansas City. Mm. They went into Kansas City and won. Mm. You don't want to give the Eagles credit. That's fine. That's, that's you. I look at it and say they played against better competition. They are battle-tested, mm. where you're not.
1: Well, we got battle-tested against Seattle. That was the big oh, takeaway I mean, from you, the game, right? Uh, okay, you got yeah. battle-tested. Okay, so just because we played nobody, somehow we're averaging the most points of any team in the league. We're at thirty-two point three. We're actually ahead of Miami, but we played nobody. Would you believe that we're number one in the league in average time per possession per drive? Yes, I can believe I that. I would. I would, uh, I I would believe that. Well, yeah, I can believe that because That's you played really against good. nobody. Thank um, you. Imagine playing JV teams, teams for half the season. Huh? And we're fourth overall in turnover differential, which I is the magic that. number. Your plus quarterback, that, we played nobody your, your quarterback doesn't teams. turn it over. Yeah. Zach
3: Wilson and company turns it over. Mm-hmm. Zappy and, and, and Mac Jones, yeah. they turn it over. Yeah.
2: Matthew Stafford turns it over. I, I believe those sort of things. That's why you are hey, where hey, you're hey, at. Keith, Keith, they played multi, the, the top teams picking in the top six of this draft. You played all of them, Skip. Minus 1, you played 5 or 6 of them, and one of them you played twice. Mm. Teams that are going to pick top 5 in the draft next year. So I'm sure you're proud of it, Skip. Yeah. But that's why this are they, mentality, this are they attitude. Still in the you the all those
1: teams, I think they are, right? I mean, um, the, the I guess technically, Skip. The other, but, they
2: are Skip? But, when, when, when that's your standard, yeah. Skip, then that's why you're home that's why you go home in January, Skip. I, I you don't have know. any February plans. You can book your plans for February, Skip, because they won't be in Vegas because of your mentality and your team's mentality against these teams. Oh, we're gonna feed on these. Yum, yum, yum. You're gonna yeah. get full by January fifteenth, sixteenth. Yeah. And then you'll be watching from the couch. Here's what I, 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 just, I like, want to remind ahead, you:
1: we we went to the Giants on opening night when everybody thought they were going to be a playoff team because they were last year Don't and care. won a playoff game, and we Don't beat care. them forty to nothing on Sunday Night Football yeah. at their place. That's firepower. That is explosive. Wait till I mess. Tell you what San Francisco did yeah. to you. Yeah. And then Bill Belichick, whose team has been playing really good defense but no offense, you both picked. Mm-hmm. New England coming to Dallas, and I'm like, seriously, you're picking New England? We hung 38 mm-hmm. on Belichick's defense. Nobody has done that this year. We what, hung what, 38 yes, because we're
2: have. the they most did, explosive did, team in teams post that football did multiple times. Yeah, literally most the next explosive. week, a the team England, beat them 37 to three. Yeah. Yeah.
3: you mentioned two teams that have mm. losing records, Big Dog. Mm. You literally just mentioned two teams that had losing. New England won two games. Losing a, records. And, and you picked them to be Dallas. And, and, and I picked them yeah. because I can't stand when you do this. Okay, thank you. Yeah. I cannot stand it drives me nuts. Us.
1: I, I, I want to know how, how both about of this, you are going to stand doing the show on Monday when you're Skip. out of excuses because your I'm excuses be, are about Skip. to run out.
2: You, I, realize. Give Skip, you. I, don't, I don't have to run out of excuses. When when you got up on, on the show after San Francisco 49ers mm. dog walked your team and set their starters in the fourth, Skip, yeah. and showed yeah. you that your team has no place and they're nowhere near the stratosphere of this team, mm. you still sit here on this show and say you think you can beat them. So if that's... Is isn't delusion and, and, and insanity for you. I don't know what is. So, again, Skip, I would like wait, to wait put a, a second dinner, second. I, what, put your money where your mouth is. I, wait, tell wait, me you your owe team. me
1: two dinners already. I think Keyshawn right. owes so me put two, no, I owe so, you two. So, dinners. put two dinners don't to, don't, on your, don't your team you paid getting past one. the yes. divisional yes. round. Okay. All right. Yes, yes get, I owe, I two owe you two Richard, how do you On explain how my team went to San Francisco in a game that really counted, a playoff game, just last January, still in they 2023, lost? and held lost? Brock Purdy's vaunted attack to 19 points?
2: Skip, Skip look, 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 look 19 how proud points? you are of a loss, Skip. You're talking about a rookie seventh-round pick, and you're so impressed that it you took an L to him in his first playoff game. In yeah. his first playoff game ever, he beat you. That's what's crazy. You're so proud of a rookie, 7th round mystery relevant. You walked into a stadium and walked out He's with a run on everybody. Are you kidding? Now he ran. Guess what? In the second time around, guess what he did? He mud stomped your team. Mud stomped. 42 okay, to 10. in the playoff game, he didn't mud stomp. We we mud stomped him. He was a rookie. We held him seven, under 200 yards mud, passing. You didn't mud stomp him. You lost. You're you lost to a rookie to seventh rounder. Because you my lost. quarterback threw it <laughs> to you guys twice. <laughs> twice so in the first that half, and we almost climbed defense, out of the hole. He didn't my, throw it to your team.
1: My quarterback he had receivers running open the whole second half. Happened throw after throw. Can I ask after you a question throw. though, Skip? That was in the playoffs, right? Throw after yeah. throw after throw. Season.
3: That was last season yeah. at the yeah. end, divisional yeah. round in San Francisco. Yes, it was. Why are we focused on <sighs> that? Well, I'm just we showing should, you, we, we did be, that when it mattered. We, you didn't do anything. I mean, you didn't do anything. What are you talking about?
2: <laughs>
1: you you lost. lost. Well, okay. But we only had 19. Well, don't tell me we didn't do anything. And you by the did. way, we we do have this guy named Micah Parsons. Does Philly have Micah Parsons? I don't
3: see why. What did he do in that
2: playoff game? What did he do against Philly last time? No, I'm going to say I'm
3: going to say one, two things here, Skip. You said you did it when it mattered. Well, you lost. You didn't it matter. Okay. It mattered with you won. Is my
1: quarterback playing better than he ever has? He, your quarterback is certainly he's been really out good of football. his mind on fire. He's playing
3: really good football. <laughs> yes, he is. Then if I fast forward from the divisional round yep. playoff game and I move it into this year, yep. as Richard said, they mud stump y'all. Mm. They That's drug y'all around the corner me. five times. You got me, and then we they took beat off. You. We took right? off. Right? Yeah. When you had an opportunity to revenge mm-hmm. yourself of mm-hmm. that defeat a yeah. year ago, yeah. Unlike the San Francisco 49ers that had a chance yep. to get revenge on the Philadelphia Eagles, mm-hmm. they went into Philadelphia and handed them a can of you-know-what. Mm-hmm. You failed to do that last okay. time you yep. saw you got San Francisco yep. and the last time you saw when it mattered, mm-hmm. when it mattered, okay. the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. So I don't know why you think all of a sudden it's going to change based on you being number one in this and number two yeah. in that and 173 yards in the fourth well, quarter. We're not number two in anything. Those are we're number empty, one. Those are
1: empty stats when you uh, lose, big dog. Uh, they just are. Stats. Well, uh, we're 9-3. and three. I don't know. And is San Francisco 9-3? and three? I don't know. I think we're the same record. And if we beat Philadelphia, we're going to be the same record. Sa- we Sa- have another dinner on who's going to win the division. Okay. I got Sa- doubts. Sa-
3: San Francisco has beaten... Several powerhouse they
1: teams. They're playing at a high level. You Admit this to me. Yeah. Have you beat any good teams? Seattle. I think Seattle's a good. really good team. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. You beat one. Okay. We're have you to... beat multiple? No, but we're about to okay. beat multiple in a row. Okay. In a row. Okay. And... My final thought on this is, I believe both of you in your heart of hearts, know that I'm right about this. You see Dallas no, coming, and you fear Dallas coming. I don't see I, anything,
2: I, and I, I don't fear anything. Here's, I
1: what,
3: I, here's what I, here's what I see for Dallas. In person. Here's what I, I know I said I was going to stop, stop, but here's what I see for Dallas. I see an opportunity. Mm. is what I see. So do I. Do, and I see opportunity. Yep. I've seen an opportunity every single year,, yep. that I stop playing football mm. for the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Mm. And every single You're right. year.
3: That opportunity fails.
1: Yeah, you are correct.
3: That's all I can go off of. Until, I can go off what
1: I see. Until now. Okay. Until now.
3: You told me this year ago. I heard you say it a year before that. The year before that. No, when Romo was quarterback you and I heard here. you say it, you We're, here. What, I don't have to be here to oh, hear you. Okay. You know, there's certain things that's called news outlets that report everything you say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wade
1: Phillips at 13 right. and 3. They're gonna go. Yeah. I could go on and on forever. Okay, you could go on and on, but we got to stop for just a moment. You guys both brought up Shaq Leonard. We got to delve deeper into this, and I'll tell you why I'm not concerned about Shaq Leonard going to the Eagles. That's next.
0: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of Steel Tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the Steel MS162 or MS170 chainsaw. Real Steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
3: Fall back down. Back up.
1: Yesterday afternoon's big breaking news was Shaq Leonard chooses Eagles over Cowboys. The sky has fallen. Well, not really. I, I'm i personally, I don't know why I'm not particularly worried about this, but Keyshawn, should I be? Absolutely, Skid. Mm-hmm.
3: You wasn't worried about the, the addition of Chase Young to the San Francisco 49ers? Yeah, he's
1: pretty quiet Sunday, but go ahead. Okay, never mind. Had seven pressures. <laughs> I, never
3: had mind. Seven had, pressures. You can, he, can he, talk to somebody. This
1: insane. Skip,
3: the man had seven pressures. Okay. You scream and holler and you jump up and down about the pressures that Micah Parsons puts on the quarterbacks when he's not sacking them. So I don't know how now yeah. all of a sudden you can reverse it mm. on Chase Young, who is helping out mm. Nick Bosa to become Nick Bosa again, in the rest yeah. of the front. When you look at Shaq Leonard, there's two teams that were – courting him in the same division. The Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys, both for most for most people's thoughts needed help in the run game, defensively at the middle linebacker position. You, the Dallas Cowboys, you lose your guy in Vanderish. Now all of a sudden there's a gaping hole, okay? Now they say, okay, let's go court Shaq Leonard. Shaq Leonard made a decision to sit tight a week and then sign with the Philadelphia Eagles because he realized There's an opportunity to maybe get back to the Super Bowl with the Eagles and this time win it. When a player, as I said to you in the last segment, Mm -hmm. Skip, when a player makes a decision, when you have two teams that people might think is equal like yourself Mm -hmm. or maybe slightly better, you think the Dallas Cowboys are than the Philadelphia Eagles. When a player makes this decision that he's going to go with a certain team, that's because he knows that team is better. That team is more equipped. He knows, okay, if I go there, I can inject something in them to kick them over the top. I can't kick the Dallas Cowboys over the top because they're they just, I can't help them. They're not good enough. They're not a team that I see in my future as going to an NFC Championship game or even a Super Bowl. You should be worried. <laughs> you, they have plugged and they continue to do this. Mm-hmm. They go out to Philadelphia Eagles and Howard mm-hmm. Roseman. They go out, as you know, Skip, in whatever little bit of leak they think they have, they plug it. Mm-hmm. Last year it was Domicun Sue and I can't think of the other D lineman, but it was Sue. Lindell Joseph, I think. Lindell Joseph and Sue. Lindell Joseph. Mm-hmm. They plug that hole, they go to the Super Bowl. This year they say, we need a safety in Kevin Bayer. Okay, we gonna, we plug that. We may need a linebacker yep. in Shaq Leonard. We plug that. We need a tall, big receiver in Julio Jones. They plug that, whether you think he has anything left in the tank or not. They address those issues. Where on the other hand, the Dallas Cowboys continue to try to address issues, but never get it done. Can you explain that to me? Because I don't know Maybe how that
1: happens. They're not issues. Oh, they're not. They don't
2: need to be plugged. <laughs> Go ahead, right. Richard. I got you. I got you. Um, I mean, Keith said everything needed to be said. Uh, the, the guy clearly looked at both r- rosters, both seasons, both teams play this weekend and figured that he'd go to the team that had a better chance of making the NFC championship or making a Super Bowl. And the Eagles have done both in the past decade. Um, so they've done it multiple times. They've been in multiple Super Bowls. So he, he then logically went with the Philadelphia Eagles, who clearly have a hole at that position you guys also have a hold up that position, but he didn't feel the necessary energy that he needs to feel to go to the Dallas Cowboys skip. At some point, you got to realize reality is going to be reality. Whether you paint the picture of this or that, or what, whatever you want it to be, the reality is you've played well against bad teams. You've You've yeah, inflated your that. stats. Yeah. Yeah. You've inflated your stats yeah. against bad teams. So, Everybody that actually plays the game and sees the game knows this. It just seems like you're the only person okay. that's ignoring that. Play. All right. So I
1: guess that Shaq Leonard sat back wherever he was on his couch watching this game, and he's watching the Eagles give up 462 yards in the final three quarters. Correct. And if he's really astute, he's looking at the NFL rankings, and he's saying the Eagles now rank 24th in points allowed. They are the single worst team in the entire 32-team league in stopping opponents on third down conversions. And he says, I want that team, because that team's headed straight north to the Super Bowl. I want to go for a ride with that. No, he didn't say that. He Hmm. said, I can play there. I can have a much bigger impact there than I can in Dallas, because I'm not even sure how many snaps I'm going to get in the rotation in Dallas. Now let's go back. Let's, so, let's Skip, look back. who's better than him on the Dallas Cowboys? Okay. I, I, I just love the way you're playing. There's this thing called rhythm, unity, camaraderie, chemistry, all all those good things. I, I just like the way my defense is playing. I, I give you, Gino okay. was on fire the other night, and he got his 35. God bless him. I've never seen him play like that, and I'm not sure <laughs> he'll ever play bless you like you, that again. Bruce. And yet I hope he does against these same Eagles a week from Sunday because I need them to lose to Gino up in Seattle a week from Sunday. But the point is, if you look at what just happened in Indianapolis, poor Shaq Leonard, he went through two back surgeries. And it rendered him a shell of what he used to be. He was a three-time first-team All-Pro linebacker. You do understand? You, you do
3: understand? That's not mm-hmm. what happened. But I'm gonna let you explain. Well, what are you talking about? That's I... not. He wasn't a shell of himself. Well, yes, they, he was. Zaire Franklin took his okay. position, right, and they, he was they, still they, on the field. He was dissatisfied
1: with the reps and numbers he, that he was getting. He wasn't so on he the field. No, you don't understand what no, happened. No, I'm going to correct you no, no, because no. you. what happened on November 26th? What happened for that game? Um, he, what happened, Keyshawn? I want you to tell me. I want, you, you interrupted. I want you to tell me what happened in that game. I, I'm telling what happened. you how he got his way No, I'm telling you he, what happened. Okay. They deactivated him for yeah, the game, and they let it be known to him— be, we're going to keep you deactivated the whole year because you're not playing at nearly the level you used to play. No. That's yeah. what happened. No. Yes, it is. He wanted, I'm out sorry. Out of That's ND. what happened. He wanted no. out of there because no, no, he wasn't no, going to
3: no. play second fiddle no. It come off the field. He so, therefore, the best thing to do is he deactivate He could get back on the field. He could get he back, back on the field, but they didn't want to put him on the field.
1: field. That's all. So they said, thank you, but no thank you. They cut him. They okay. cut him, and then guess what they did in, the, in that period? They won four straight games. As we speak, they oh. won four straight. So, it's his so fault let me explain that they won. to you
3: what happened. It's his fault let that he was losing the games. Explain. When he lead, they
1: start winning. They, they've been just fine without him. We'll be just fine without him because I don't think he's what he used to be because he hasn't played like that all year long. And I feel for him because two back surgeries are really career-threatening. Nothing can threaten your career more than a back surgery, and he had to have a second one. No good, and maybe next year he'll start to get back to where he was. So you hoping I for him
3: to get back there next year because he'll see you on Sunday probably. I don't so know. you, Do you want... think he'll play you're...
1: Sunday? I, 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 I mean,
3: I don't know. Maybe That's why I said maybe he plays. So it sounds like to me you're hoping that he gets back to Shaq care. Leonard next play. year.
1: No, he can play Sunday. I, I would welcome him to play Sunday. And they do have glaring holes. They have glaring holes because Zach Cunningham has been out, Nicobe Brown has been out, and they need somebody to fill in. They need somebody to step in because they are the desperate team here. We're not desperate. We, you're, you're not
3: desperate, but you brought him you're in on a first you're class just flight as and him But you're not
1: desperate. No, we're not desperate at all. That would be great. That desperate would be. As they are. That, they offered icing the man the a contract. The man said, "No, thank you." Yeah, they offered him probably like bare bones contract. <laughs> I I know Jerry. He just said, "Hey, if if you want to play for America's team, you're gonna have to play for minimum." Skip, oh, poor
2: Skip. Skip. Yeah. Well, either either way, Skip, they would beat you without him. So, I mean, whether he plays or whether he doesn't play, they have enough to beat you because they had enough to beat you. Even when they didn't play there, they played a C game against your team and won. So, Skip, at the end of the day, you, you played an A game, they played a C game, and they walked away with it win. And now you're sitting here telling me the difference is you're going to play an A game again and they're going to play a D game maybe and give you a shot at a win? I doubt it, Skip. I think they'll play an A game and they'll walk away with a victory again. And, Can you explain right, something well, to me, well, no, Skip? Hold on
1: just a second before we give up on Richard here. It was Richard Sherman who told me earlier this year that Leighton Van Esch was a liability. And now 100%. I guess we've upgraded because Marquise Bell, you, you want to talk about a kid who flies all over the every time I look up 14's in the middle of another big play. I, I don't know how it happened. They moved him up from safety to backer. He's a little undersized, but he will strike blows and he can fly. And Damone Clark Tiger. plays, he's he's solid, man. I'm I'm good. I am good.
2: Skip, can you you know who's not solid? Skip. Mazi Smith. I saw him getting moved up out of there in the 10 snaps that he played against Seattle. The guy that you thought would be the difference maker, the guy you thought could be comparable to Jalen Carter. I I, I I will give you that. I have not loved
1: him so far. I've seen bits and pieces. I've seen a little flash here and there, but I will give you he has been a slight disappointment so far. But we're still loaded in our pass rush. The, The whole rotation is loaded. I still think we have the best
2: pass rush. Overall, in pro football, how many sacks did you? How many sacks do you have against Seattle? Well,
1: pressures. Who leads the league in pressures? You just That's said what the you pressures just threw don't matter. You just said the pressures all... don't matter <laughs>
2: Wait a second. You but just we're... said but... pressures don't matter. Okay,
1: but we lead the whole
3: league in pressures. <laughs> we lead the whole league in but pressures. What you, you, coach? You just coach. sat here and
1: told me yeah. that pressures didn't matter. Okay. <laughs> no, I did... Okay, I give you that. He he didn't blow the game up. I didn't <laughs> see him take over the game the way Micah takes over games. Is that what you're telling me? Uh, I, I'm saying you told us yeah. a minute ago, Skip, yeah.
3: that pressures didn't matter. I didn't That's say it didn't saying. matter. We told I, I just, you Chase Young had have, seven pressures. Okay. Well, did he have he was, any
1: sacks? I, I didn't think he blew no, up the game No, on no but Sunday. seven pressures
3: applied pressure to the quarterback to get the football get the football out of his hands early. Yeah. Scrap that, though. I want to ask you a serious question yeah. because you are yeah. Mr. Cowboy, and you try mm-hmm. to be even, Steven. What part of your defense is the weakest? Because
1: I know what it is. I don't know. I, I, they're you, fourth you, in points allowed. That, we that, could pick that, it all to pieces. I still like it. I, that's not what I asked am. you, though, Skip. I asked you okay. which part are, of the are, defense. Are you going to tell me Deron Bland is the, weakest, the no, weak link? No, I'm going to tell you it's the middle of the
3: field. Yeah. In the middle of the field is where the linebacker position is mm-hmm. at. Yeah. He just talked about uh, uh, Smith being pushed around. I'm talking about the middle of the field. Mm. That's your weak portion of your defense yeah you mean in the line
1: or in just the in the, in,
3: in the middle of the field yeah. the middle O'Diggy the tackles the nose guard the linebackers it's the middle
1: uh, that's okay. weak to y'all O'Diggy for y'all Zua is playing at the, a supremely high level that is the weak link yeah this is why jerry stephen and,
3: and will mm-hmm. clay made a decision to take a look at a linebacker that has some mm-hmm. ability to help you yeah he made a decision not to go to the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. And, he and, said, look, I'm going to Philadelphia because they have a better opportunity a chance to go where I'm trying to get to, which is the Super Bowl. Yeah.
1: No, I, I think it had a lot to do with Nick Sirianni. Who was the offensive coordinator in Shaq's first three years in the league? It was Sirianni, right? And in, they In Indianapolis, close? yes. Yeah,
3: okay.
1: yeah. But, if right.
3: I, but it don't matter, a coordinator, because if I'm trying to go somewhere and I believe that this team is taking me there, that's who I'm signing with. Yeah, I don't believe that the Dallas
1: Cowboys are taking me there. Why would I sign with them? Yeah, and speaking of Howie Roseman, their mastermind, who by the way didn't even play high school football, how does yeah. he know what he's doing? He didn't you, play You, high you tell football? me. He don't I, went to. He
3: don't, you don't went to two Super Bowls in the last what six years. But how
1: can you know football if you didn't even play high school? I, I don't know. I, I don't know never argue that. Wow. Just because you didn't
3: play don't mean you don't know. Okay. Just because you, you, you know, you're not supposed to I guarantee I wouldn't trust him to litigate know? tackling.
1: We have seen That's for sure. Howie Roseman. His M.O. is he likes to collect names. He likes to collect rec- reputations. Oh, Any man, I'm, am, I'm, I'm done with you. Let me stack people up I'm gonna here. Let me get, you, me get nah, I'm Kevin Byard. He was a first-team All-Pro. So, so now, so now you're going to charge yeah. this dude.
3: <laughs> and Howie Roseman, you going to charge him with well, – he, he just collects
1: names. Dream team it. Dream team it. Skip, when's the last time they went to the Super Bowl? Yeah. Last year. <laughs> Richard Sherman, what happened in the first offensive series for your San Francisco 49ers last year in the NFC Championship game in Philadelphia? I have what no happened? idea,
2: Skip. What I happened? I have no idea. I you don't know remember. exactly oh, quarterback what happened. The quarterback still went to the
1: Super Bowl, though, well, Skip. It doesn't matter. Out. The quarterback went down. Help me out. After what you saw this past Sunday, what do you think would have happened if Brock Purdy had remained healthy for all four quarters last year in the NFC Championship? I don't I know because you know exactly
3: what 40. would have happened. Okay. You know what I happened? know what they did to the Dallas Cowboys yeah. four weeks ago. That's yeah. what I do know. That's, okay. that's 100%. That's 100%. 100%. Yeah. You can talk about Harry Roseman's the names all you want. The man done been to two Super Bowls in the last six years. Yeah, He done tore down the team, yep. got rid of everybody from Carson yep. Wentz to
1: the head coach, so, rebuilt it back up and went to another Super Bowl. I, I can tell you what we're Stop going it. to do this Sunday night at Jerry World where we've won 14 in a row. We will go up and down the field throwing the football at will on the and Eagles' 24th-ranked defense. And you watch, may do that. Watch and learn. Coach, watch, you may do it, but watch. at the end
3: of the day. You did that the first time. Yeah. You did it the first time. At the end of the day, you sat on the plane back to Dallas saying, I wish we could have. I don't understand what happened. That's what you did. Mm. You yeah. you, and I and Michael Irvin mentioned this in a
1: commercial. Promoting our show. Got to stay in bounds. Got to stay in bounds. You just got to stay in bounds. That means you lost. Yeah. Okay. We that did. means you lost. Okay. I am willing to up the ante on Sunday night's game. Richard Sherman, would you like two dinners on that game? Keyshawn Johnson, no. two dinners. Because no, I, I feel so good no, about I it. I don't want to bet any it.
2: more dinners. Yeah. Skip, I want to bet dinners on y'all getting out of the divisional round of the playoffs. Ah, That's what I want to bet We'll on.
1: get there. We'll get there. But right here, right now, it's... Philly at Dallas this time, at Dallas, where we scored 40 last year on pretty much the you same you, defense. Well, all you know, all
3: you're doing is teeing off the Philadelphia Eagles, the players. They're, they watch these shows, you know. Maybe i an see firing the Cowboys. They see clips once. and stuff like that on YouTube of yeah, you
1: I, I chopping
3: it. your gums, yeah. flapping yeah. them. I, I they see all, see all of this. this all, you do, before. all you do yeah. is fire them up to go into Jerry World yeah. and have you slam a jersey in a trash can again. That's yeah. all you're
1: doing. Well, that jersey's gone, so you know? I can't do that one anymore. So
3: well, I'm sure you good. probably got a whole
2: Poor closet Ernestine. full of different jerseys. Poor Ernestine going to have to film another video this week. <laughs> you got to
1: stop, Richard, man, Richard, would you like two dinners on this game? I wouldn't mind two dinners on this okay, Skip. That's good. We got I would not. Somebody had the courage. No, permit. I'm
3: not going to bet. I don't, I don't need to bet to know that the Eagles are going to walk into Jerry's uh, world and win a football beneath game. beneath you, okay? No, it's not beneath me. I just okay. don't need to do it because I know what I'm looking at. Oh, and so I know that that team is better yeah. than your team. No. Until you show me.
1: Yeah, you're about to get shown.
3: Until you show me you can beat a team like the Eagles, okay. like the Niners, like all the right. Dolphins, like
1: the Bills, miss me with the, the rhetoric. That's all I'm saying. Okay. You're about to see it up close and personal on Sunday night. And I cannot wait for Monday morning Man, I right here to and pick pick right six in this game. Right here.
3: Right there. Oh, I hope you play and get a pick six. Well, I'd, I'd better dinner. Break your thing. heart, because every time the every time the Cowboys go after a player and don't get him, mm-hmm. you see the same rhythm from Skip. Oh, we didn't need him. They're not that good. Not even. Like what,
2: Kevin? If Byers. they would have picked him up, he'd be sitting there like you know he was exactly. a three time We don't need Chase
3: ball. Young. Why would we want Randy Gregory? He hasn't done anything. Kevin Byers, oh we got safeties.
1: Okay. Oh, right. Whatever happened to Randy Gregory? I don't know. Okay. So he's still, he's, still he's part a of a great re-
2: rotation in, in San Francisco. He's with, right of part of a team that rotation. just won oh, Interesting.
1: All right. We got to mm-hmm. talk about what happened last night because up next we talk about Jake Browning. Jake Browning? And the Bengals heading wow. straight north and the Jags going south. No, no, no.
0: Now it's
1: your turn to respond to us. Hashtag Undisputed Live. Here we go. First tweet from Jay Senior. Skip, let those two, Sherman and Keyshawn, hate. Let our Cowboys make believers out of them and everyone else Monday morning.
3: I'm waiting. Love you, Jerry. Okay. Call, call me hate all you want to now. Yeah.
1: Didn't you play for the Cowboys?
3: Doesn't matter. I'm objective. I'm <laughs> realistic in this situation.
1: You're not. I am. I'm very realistic. Ask Dak. Second tweet's from Derek. Skip, what you don't understand is the Cowboys are not on the same level as the 49ers with four exclamation points. Key and Sherm are spitting straight facts with two more exclamation points. Can I get a level check? Uh, I think the debate was about Eagles versus Cowboys, not 49ers. I will give you the 49ers have a slight edge as we speak. 42-point edge. Okay. Sweet number three, haters Keyshawn and Richard Sherman are back at it again, moving goalposts when it comes to Dallas. Richard's still big mad he saw his Seahawks get smacked in person. It what happened to a win w- is a win is a win is oh, a win. Smacked.
2: They won. They lost by six points and scored oh. 35 points. They scored more points in this game than oh. they had in the previous three, four oh. games combined. Pretty you much. Know, I, I mean, it's so night. funny,
3: man. When you do television and radio and talk about sports, people hear what they want. <clears throat> yeah. Nobody's hating on the Cowboys. Oh really? The fact that we're not just diving in like you. No yeah. matter what the situation is, we're
2: hate.
1: so crazy to me. Huh. It's bizarre. Nobody it wants like, to think they're, they're delusional. Like, yeah, delusional like the fans. Richard's turning into Ifred Sherman, right? If I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: <laughs> no. through with yeah. you. All right.
1: Last night, Monday Night Football, Bengals at Jags. That game wound up being an overtime battle between backup quarterbacks. Not again. Of course, Joe Burrow was already gone, but with two and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter, Trevor Lawrence got stepped on by his offensive lineman, Walker Little. Ankle got caught underneath him as he went down. They're saying it's just sprained, but we'll know more later today. Jags might have to rely Ooh. on C.J. Bethard for a while. Meanwhile, Bengals back up. Jake Browning did a pretty good Joe Burrow, going 32 of 37 for 354 as the Bengals won it in overtime to rise to 6 and 6 and hang in the wild card hunt. So Richard, what was your biggest takeaway from last night?
2: I mean, Jake Browning played incredible. I mean, we got a chance to watch him at Washington, the all-time, Pac-10's all-time winningest quarterback ever. And you know how many great quarterbacks have come out of that conference. Uh, So it was great to see him play well, get an opportunity, and take advantage of it. Um, It was really sad to see Trevor Lawrence go down. You know, you hoped it wasn't serious. Uh, But a high ankle sprain at this point of the year is probably season-ending. He was playing a really good game. Um, It was a really good game in totality at that point. Uh, other than the Zach Taylor decision to to let Tyler Boyd <laughs> throw a pass when Jake yeah. Browning was hot as fish grease. But um yeah I, I think this 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 gives the Bengals receivers and their offensive coordinator, even even their defense a lot of confidence that they can go out there and win ball games with Jake Browning. I'm sure it gives him a ton of confidence. This this Jacksonville Jaguars defense have been playing really good. This team has been playing well they were eight and three um, but I don't, I don't know what they're going to do at this point. Yep. Yeah, you, you look at Jake Browning
3: last night, and he goes 32 or 37 for what, three, 350, a couple mm-hmm. touchdowns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's big-time football. It was. Right? And, and if it was Joe Burrow with those same numbers, we would be jumping up and down because many people expected this not to happen yep. for Jake Browning. I think if what Richard mentioned, Washington, the kid, once upon a time, threw 91 touchdowns in high school, okay, his senior year. And he has high school, but he still threw 91 touchdowns. Yeah, Folsom, That's a lot. California. Folsom, yep. California. Mm-hmm. So he knows how to play the position. Yep. In the National Football League, as I've always said, Skip, and I'll continue to say it, executives get the quarterback position wrong all the time. Actually, more
1: often than not. but go that, ahead. that is correct.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. People don't realize that. Yep. You know, here's a kid that was the— Gatorade player of the year. He was everything. Mr. Everything in football. He goes to Washington. He's the all time Pac 12 leader and the whole wins and the whole deal. But yet, and still, he goes undrafted. And now he has to show people when you surround me with T. Higgins and Boyd and Jamar Chase and Mixon, I can play this position. So when I was sitting there watching the game last night, I said to myself, which is, you know, a small sample size, obviously only one game against a Jags team that's really good. He just made himself some money. Now, he's going to continue to play the rest of the year, but starting last night, he made himself some money because there's a team out there that's looking for a quarterback in the future. And if you evaluate him properly, you see he could play the position. He wasn't herky-jerky. He didn't look out of place. Even one scramble, he cut it back across the field. He cut cut it. He He cut across the field, Uh, did everything he was supposed to do. Got out of bounds. You sit there and you go to yourself, okay. Now, the flip side of things for the Jacksonville Jaguars, they got two of their top players injured in the game. Did. Kristen Kirk on the first play of the game. And then later on, Trevor Lawrence with the offensive lineman stepping on his ankle. And the thing looked bad. I don't know, you know, obviously, we don't know the extent of the injury. Well, I'm sure we'll learn even more later on in the day. But when you look at this, this team, had they not been behind the Cincinnati Bengals hadn't been behind the eight ball so far behind the sticks, they too could have probably made a run with Jake Browning within the division. I mean, it's too late now, but I think early on, no, it's not. yeah, Baltimore. They're 500 right now. Yeah, but Baltimore ain't. Baltimore ain't. They not letting up. They not letting up. They Baltimore but, but, but is but there Cincinnati to stay. Cincinnati can
1: make a wild-card run. Cincinnati so, can yeah. still make
3: a wild-card yeah. run. There's no question. I'm just meaning winning the division. Hey, yeah. if they go on the road in a wild-card game, I think they would take that all day long. Mm-hmm. No question about it.
1: Yeah. Let me amplify what Key and Richard just said. First to Trevor Lawrence. You, you watch a player's body language when he gets hurt. Trevor Lawrence thought he was really, really hurt. He's slamming the ground. I thought something broke. I thought he knew something broke in his ankle or his lower leg. Didn't know for sure, but the leg, awkwardly, as you point out, it got caught up underneath. He got tripped up because his offensive lineman stepped on him when he got shoved back into him. Trevor Lawrence has been a gamer in that he had not missed a start yet. He had the third most consecutive starts in, in the league to Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. So you, you can't say that he's been in and out of the lineup because he hasn't. So when a guy like that goes down like that, and then we see him trying to go up the tunnel, he can put
3: I just want to ask waves. you one thing, Skip. Yeah.
1: Where was the damn cart at? Why is he walking up the tunnel? The, I don't know. Where the, was the cart? I don't know. It looked like a cart situation. It, it did. Okay, maybe he said no cart. I don't know. But right. the point is, to your point, it looked worse than what they said it It is, which is just a sprained ankle. As Richard said, if it's a high ankle sprain, it could be season-ending. It could certainly knock him out down the stretch run. All right, so then we look at the Jaguars. They were in position last night going into that game to make a run at the one seed in the AFC. They were in a sweet spot with a team with its backup quarterback on Monday Night Football. First time they've been on in 20 years on Monday Night Football. You have to win that game. And Trevor did play all the way until two and a half minutes were left, and they're still in a dogfight with Cincinnati's backup quarterback who's playing out of his mind because your defense is not playing out of its mind. You, you have to play better than that, which brings me to Jacksonville. I don't know how you guys feel. I've just never been sold on them all year. I thought they had a chance to make a statement against the 49ers when both teams were coming off the bye, and they got the 49ers at their place, and you know what happened. The 49ers went in and seek and destroyed the Jacksonville Jaguars. So we had that going on. And now we go to Jake Browning. So to your point, Keyshawn, he started 54 games at Washington. That's a lot of college starts because he started when he was a true freshman at Washington. He stayed through. He did not try to enter the draft probably because he... Stuck his feelers, you know, his toe in the water and figured nobody's going to draft me anyway. I'm going to go back for my senior year. But he played at a very high collegiate level and went undrafted. And all of a sudden, he's looking like Cooper Rush did in Dallas when he won five out of six games as a starter. I think Cooper Rush is very good. Romo, Tony Romo predicted last year that Cooper Rush would get, get his money, get a big deal to go somewhere and be a starting quarterback. It did not happen, and I'm happy for it because he's still my backup quarterback. But Brock Purdy almost went undrafted, and he just might be the NFL's MVP this year. So but you want to talk about some swings and misses, and I'm not completely sure about Jake Browning just yet, but off last night... That was a masterpiece on mon- on the Monday right. night stage.
2: Yeah, t- typically though. Yeah, yeah, Go ahead, Richard. Yeah, I mean, even even some of the misses that he were drops. I mean, you, <laughs> there were there were two or three drops where it hit the well, receivers Jamar in the hands and they just let the yeah. ball go. Yeah, it's just the NFL quarterback evaluation process is flawed. I think they get so some co- coaches and some players. I mean, some GMs, I I apologize, get so enamored with the top quarterbacks in the draft and they say, if you're not the top quarterback, then you'll, you're just a backup and you just get kind of buried and some guys never get the opportunity to showcase their yep. talents, even if they have talent. Like Brock Purdy may have never had the opportunity to showcase himself if Trey Lance doesn't get hurt and Jimmy Garoppolo yep. doesn't get hurt. Like Jake Browning never gets a shot if, if, if he sits behind um, Joe Burrow the, his entire career. So... You know, I mean, sometimes it just sucks for guys because, you know, you get drafted, a guy gets drafted in the first round, he'll get every chance in the world to mess it up, and he'll never get a chance to show what he can do no matter how well he plays. So it's just one of those things.
3: You know, Jake Browning may never be a long-term answer at the quarterback position in the yeah. National Football League, Skip. He may never be a starter. Maybe not. But what he, what he did show last night is he can play the position in the National Football League. With
1: poise, under fire on the biggest stage. The New York yeah. Jets would love to have the, that. Oh, hey, If Jake Browning uh, was on the uh, New York Jets, they'd be a different they, team. Would Aaron Rodgers then seriously be trying to come back? Because Well, yes,
3: because it would be a different yeah. team. And what, The reason I bring this up is because, much like Richard says, when you don't get the opportunity, when executives in the National Football League make their mind up and fall in love with the top guys, they dismiss everybody else. They just do. Okay, this, this happened to Tom Brady. I could go on and on and on where they say, well, he's, he's going to be a lifetime backup. Then the opportunity comes,
1: yep. and now all of a sudden, things look different. And yet the flip side is Zach Wilson was, what, the number two pick in the draft, and they won't let go yep. of him. They just can't. They, they keep trying and trying, and I didn't like him before the draft, but there's no poise under fire. You, it, there's, there's no consistent accuracy. You, you see the tangibles. You, you see the – he's got a nice arm, he's athletic, nice size, but he can't play the position. No,
3: no. And, and, right. and, and the thing with Jay yeah. Browning is he put that on display for us to see last night. Now, whether or not he turns back into a pumpkin, probably not. I I, I look at him more of a a guy who right now is a really good backup Yeah. that could potentially grow over time, maybe yeah. into a – Starter, so to speak, he'll have plenty of time over the next six weeks to show that he can get an opportunity. If he may get an opportunity to be
1: somebody starter in the future. Yeah. And may I add one last little point here? Jamar Chase is really good. I, I, I just love watching him play because he is a flat out baller. I, I didn't love him backing into the end zone. It's a little hot doggy after the long touchdown, but what that's a key shot. Skip, right? stop. Okay, he well, sounded like an eighty-year-old man no, that's oh, mad with you, a newspaper like sitting that? in a chair. you like that? He didn't do nothing but turn around. Just like, come, come on, skip. But he was balling. I'm, I just said a good thing because I'll take him over <laughs> Justin <laughs> Jefferson. You any gave time. him a backhand compliment. I did not. I gave him a fronthand compliment, and then I gave him a. I didn't love That's that. That's a shot thing. It's Man, a Keyshawn thing. No, I didn't did hot dog. No, I didn't you never do stopped and backed
3: Only in high school and junior college did I do things <laughs> like that, not in the pros. <laughs> okay. Been there, done that.
1: No USC? Nah. All right. Mm-mm. All right. Up next, we got to talk some NBA because we got this new thing going now. It's called the in-season tournament. Are you into it yet? No mercy, no mercy. Last night, the first quarterfinals were played in the NBA's new in-season tournament. Pacers beat Celtics by 10 before a crazy crowd in Indianapolis. Then the Pelicans turned down the sound in Sacramento and beat the Kings by 10. Tonight we got Knicks at Bucks, followed by Suns at Lakers. Keyshawn Johnson scale of one to 10. Your interest level in this tournament so far is at a what? A 10. Really? It's at a
3: high, and it's not even wow. about the tournament because these wins count, these losses count toward the normal schedule in a regular yeah. season. So it's a 10. I understand that the tournament and a trophy will be held up at the end, but all it is is an extra incentive to play. That's, that's really all it is, and I understand the scoring and more points. It's a one-and-done situation, Skip. Mm. You in, you win. You move on. You lose, you out. You go on to the next game, that's on your schedule. That's the way I look at it. Prize money for the players, yeah. right? They, they get anywhere 000. from, I think, 50000 The max is $500. If, you're, if, if you, you lose, yeah. if you win, it's 500 mm-hmm. If you lose, I think it's around $250, 200 to yeah. 250 That, to the top guys, is chump change. Yeah. But it's certainly an incentive to the guys toward the end of the bench because they don't no make doubt. the money. So it, it's one of those deals where, they get an opportunity to put some extra change in their pocket, but it's a it's it's a 10 because it's basketball and you need the wins to make it to the playoffs, to, to win your division or the, your division. I have an opportunity to go into the playoffs, all of those sort of things. So I, I look at it as a 10. I don't poo-poo at
2: all. Mm. Richard. Yeah, I'm <clears throat> I'm not there. I'm maybe a five. Six because it's just that point of the season where it's just not exciting basketball yet. You know, we we got to figure out seeding. We got to figure out who's good and who's not. We we you know we still figuring things out. So, and then I know my Lakers. I know them too well. I know Anthony Davis oh so well. He had twenty seven and fourteen in our last win against the Rockets, and. I just don't know if he's going to show up tonight, you know. So, you know, my my I'm reserved. I am reserved right now, but it is good for teams like the Indiana Pacers. You heard Halliburton talking about how he's tired of losing and he he's tired of losing. He took it upon himself and you saw how excited their team was when they won that ball game because they have 10 guys making 3 million or less Thank on you. that team. They got three guys on two-way contracts. So $500,000 means a lot to those men. And so, it, you know, they, they are going to put a different effort in than these superstars making $10, $20, $50 million um, in these games. That's why I'm thankful at least the Lakers are playing a team with another with, with other superstars like the Suns. They got KD. They got Booker. They got they got uh, Bradley Beal. And, and so at least those guys will have the same kind of mentality because if you play in some of them young, hungry teams where dudes ain't made... Their money yet, and they're sitting there like, bro, I need to have this. It's going to be a different intensity and different effort level. But I just don't – you know, I'm excited to see the Lakers play tonight. I just – I want to see what their mentality is going to be going in.
3: Skip, you have a wealth of knowledge, and you probably have this information because I don't know if I'm correct or not. The Lakers are four and zero in these tournament games, correct? And they did beat 4-0. Phoenix mm-hmm. in their
1: first group play
3: game. So, so yeah, that mm-hmm. is incentive. Mm-hmm. They know that they gotta win mm-hmm. the tournament games. So, if they play the tournament games all season long, their record might be pretty damn good, is what I'm saying.
1: Well, and right? somehow they're taking <laughs> right? it very seriously, <laughs> exactly. maybe more seriously than other. Yeah, teams that's good. Okay, to the big question I just asked, I will answer for myself probably more than you guys are, I'm a hoophead. I'm a junkie, I'm an NBA nut. I, I, I'm going to watch these games anyway. Ask my wife. She walks through another NBA? You're watching another NBA? Wait, you got two of them on at once? I do. I can't help myself. So I would have watched Celtics at Pacers just because in Boston about a month or so ago, Boston beat them by 51 points. Yeah. 50, Halliburton didn't play in that game, but beat them by 51 And then I got into the game last night because the indie crowd was so into the game. It was like a March Madness game. It it was like crazed crowd going on. But but again, it's a smaller market. It's a college-type town and atmosphere and setting. And they were on fire last night. Halliburton was on fire from three. He's got the funkiest-looking shot I've ever seen, but it works because he's about to enter the MVP race, and he had a triple-double last night. Celtics didn't have Porzingis, but the point was I got into it because you could just feel the crowd coming through the TV screen because they were so into it. Conversely, at Sacramento, I never got the feeling the crowd was into it, maybe because the Pelicans kept taking them out of it. But to me, Sacramento has risen up to a point where They care a little more, even though they got, you can argue, the best home crowd in the whole league, but they care about beating Golden State or the Lakers at home, maybe a little more than the Pelicans in some weird new tournament format. So I didn't get a great sense of that. But so I'm I'm more with Richard right now. I'm at about a five because I, I would have watched anyway just to see what would happen. The Pelicans are taking off right before your very eyes. So I would be into that anyway. But I do like the idea. It's a little gimmicky for me so far. I think I'll get more into it tonight and then as they go to Las Vegas for the semis in the final. Because it's it's their way to compete with the league you guys played in. Because they're trying to compete with San Francisco at Philadelphia and Philadelphia at Dallas. And it's hard, man. This time of year, it's just hard to stand up to the NFL. And this is their potential answer to to chip away at it. What's gimmicky about it yeah. for you though, know, Skip? The
3: fact that they have to score a certain amount of points to, to yeah, advance? A
1: little, little bit. I mean, it's Is just, that it? Because okay. other than that, it's basketball. It's, it's just basketball. It's like they do it in the Euro Leagues. They have these in-season tournaments. Yeah, but that's it's, not gimmicky. That's okay. when it's
3: not all of a sudden they're shooting four-pointers. They're still shooting threes. Yeah. It's the same thing, except it's a tournament.
1: Okay, now, that, now I'll ask you the bigger question. We've, we've already dealt with this when we first heard news of this tournament. Or when LeBron and company won their first game against Phoenix. No, are, are we're not hanging give, the banner skip. You, are you going <laughs> to give LeBron a half a ring for this? Or if, if they win it, no, They, they get he, whatever they, little trophy they get. Does he now and it have just goes, goes in, four in the case. And a half rings? No. He, okay.
3: No. Because, uh, out the top of my head, who's the worst team in the tournament? Off the top of my head, I don't, I don't, I can't. The worst team in the yeah, whole no, tournament? in the tournament
1: right now. Who's like the worst team? Well, they are. They're, they're, they they can be the worst because they won their way into
3: it. They just won. Yeah, I mean, right. I don't know. There's <laughs> no worst team. Maybe the Knicks. Maybe. So I let's mean, say the Pelicans the, are the Knicks. So let's in, say in, the Knicks. But maybe
1: Pelicans. the Pacers were just on. Pure okay, so record. let's say yeah. the Knicks.
3: Let's just use the Knicks for example. Yeah. The Knicks win this thing. You're not giving them a half a ring. Because they're not going to win the NBA final. No. So it's just a way to keep the interest of the NBA, but it also, the wins and losses count toward the total record. And it allows these guys at the end of the bench, like Richard and I
1: said, yeah, no, that's great.
3: to get some Love money that. in their pocket. Yeah. The Lakers are 4-0 and in these games. Again, they're 4-0 and in these games. So they they obviously are taking it serious to the mm-hmm. point where they turn on the switch differently
1: when it says tournament game.
2: Okay. I hope so. I right. hope so.
1: This is what I love the most about LeBron James is his ability to rally a team when he sees something that is winnable right before your very eyes and that other people might not see. The bubble. Remember the, LeBron was – he won the bubble in leadership. He took that team home when a lot of teams couldn't stand it. The Clippers won it so badly to leave the bubble, and they basically left by their own accord because they're up 3-1 to one on Denver and blew it.
3: Well, okay. that was yeah. – Yeah, I still yeah. call BS you know, on that. You know who BS the coach was and his record in 3-1 to one games in
1: Doc Rivers. Right. You just took a shot at Doc Rivers. I, I don't care Doc what Rivers. you
3: call it. Yeah. I like Doc too, yeah. knowing very well. But mm. when you're 3-1 and, and you continue to drop them, I took more shot at the Clippers because, you know,
2: they ain't going nowhere yeah, either. they're the Clippers. They're the Clippers, yeah. They're going to clip they, regardless. That's the, most, well, that's the worst excuse <clears throat> as a competitor I've ever heard. We wanted to go home, so we didn't want to win well, the championship. We were up said. 3-1, so we let them come hey, back. I th- know. There are several Lakers who are <laughs> Those guys
1: wanted to get out of here. That's their fault. Yeah. yeah. We won. Yeah. Remember yeah. Lou Williams? Remember he took off and went to Atlanta? Not my problem. Okay. That's well, his fault. It was their right. problem.
2: Yeah, I just said something about the competitor they are and the players they okay. are. Maybe can, the game ain't that serious to them. They play for money.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I wouldn't bet against you know. LeBron winning this tournament because it's winnable. It's just sitting there to be won. How, what is it? Three
3: games? Or, skip? I don't, yeah. don't know. It's three, or right? We got he, to yeah, win. He's got to win. three Three. No, you more. win this yeah, one. You, quarters, you go to the quarters, and the semifinals, yeah. and finals. Yeah. So it's basically, three games. Yeah. I can okay. see that happening. All right. It's three regular season games. That's yeah.
1: basically what it is with a name tournament over the top. Okay. How many people by June at near the end of the NBA Finals will be able to remember who won the first in-season Nobody. tournament? Pro- pr- very few. You probably have to be a hoop head to remember. I-, I don't think it will have lasting impact.
2: Well, it depends but on But that's, that's they- the thing. I-, I-, I wish they had some kind of impact for later on in the season. Like, it meant something for later on. Like, I understand the money is going to be great for the players. But I wish it had some uh, impact on seeding or playoffs or nothing. It and will, I, and though, I can't think Richard, of a way to make that happen. It will be I mean, I mean, wins. Yeah, they it, because yeah.
3: the wins and yeah. the losses, yeah. it will have some sort of impact. That's what I'm saying. It, it matters yeah. in these games. That I, and I you say, well, I give it a five. No, I give it a ten, because it matters. Mm. You lose, that's a loss on your record. Now you're building towards something. You win, yeah. you're building to the next. So you win, mm. you build to the next, so you, win, you, mm. to the next. So you win, you win a championship. Even though it's not the NBA Larry O'Brien, it's still a tournament championship. You don't hang a banner. You don't get a ring, but you're
1: building towards something. That's the difference. Okay, Richard, sum this up. Let's do another scale of 1 to 10. What's your confidence level? You mentioned AD. In your Lakers, as a a point-and-a-half favorite tonight at home over Phoenix, who who won't have Bradley Beal, but they will have Devin Booker, who did not play in the, the first group game. What's your confidence look? Um
2: I, I want it to be nine, Skip. I want it because LeBron James is playing. We're he getting is. some pieces back. I think I think Rui's coming back. back. And Vanderbilt back. has been practicing. They're all back except and for so, Gabe Vincent. That's the only one you're missing. It, it, yeah. Except for Gabe Vincent. Mm-hmm. So I want to say nine, Skip. But Anthony Davis just gives me fright. It, it, after great games like he had against Houston, I am concerned because he, he usually follows those games with very pedestrian games. And so I, I, yep. I'm, I'm going to go eight. I'm going to go eight, Skip. Right. I, I think we can win a the shot. game. but uh. your, your
1: confidence level is at 10. 10 for them to win as a point-and-a-half favorite. Yeah. At all. I, I, I believe you're at home. We're we're Everybody's there except
3: Gabe Vincent. We've been complaining about Vandy not being there, Achimura not you're being no there, right? all all the mm-hmm. complaints and excuses. Yeah. The deck is stacked mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Again, they're four and on these tournament games. Mm. Whatever that means, is it the light says tournament? I don't know, mm. but I give it a ten. Keyshawn a 10. says deck is
1: stacked for Lakers.
3: Yeah, deck wow. is. Stacked. We got, we got, got everybody. everybody. Mm. We got. We
1: have everybody. There's yeah. no excuses. That's true. They're That's short-handed. True. Slightly short-handed, except when you have book, the the pages are open. Yeah, but they yeah. they do have book. There's yeah. no question about it. but yeah. they went
3: out and got. Bradley Beal yeah, because they reason. felt they that needed Bradley Beal. No,
1: that is a fact. All right, I'll go confidence level about a 6 for them to win this game, but we got to get back to Cowboys, oh, really? 49ers, uh-huh. Eagles uh-huh. because right now Dak and Brock Purdy are tied for the best MVP odds with Jalen Hurts just a tick behind. Who wins it? That's next.
3: sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? Or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel.
1: Hmm. Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, now tied for the best odds to win NFL MVP with Jalen Hurts a close second. Interesting. Richard Sherman, right here, right now. Your MVP is... Dot, dot, dot. Tyreek Hill.
2: Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, Skip. Wow. I mean, I love Brock Purdy. I love the upseason Dak Prescott's having, but <clears throat> Tyreek Hill is doing something that's never been done. He's doing it as not a six four, six five Megatron, Randy Moss. He's under six foot. He's really fast. He's really explosive, but he's doing something that has never been done in the history of this league, and he's doing it week in and week out as the number one guy, as a guy with the red dot, as Keyshawn says. Yep. And... No, I mean, nobody can stop him, and so he's the best player on his team. <clears throat> I think if they get the one seed in the AFC, he wins it. I think he wins the MVP. I think he should win it. I love that it's, it, it, it could go to somebody else. Now, for quarterbacks, they, they always get it, but I feel like this year, if you are going to take it away from a guy breaking an NFL record, yeah. then it has to be a 45-50 touchdown season with 5,000 yards, and it doesn't look like any of those quarterbacks are on pace for that kind of season. They're on pace to have a really good season, high, great touchdown and interception ratios like Dak is having, like Brock's having. And I, I love these quarterbacks. They're, they're doing a great job. They're playing fantastic football. But I think at the end of the day, Tyreek Hill is doing something really special that Rarely has been done by a receiver, so I feel like he has wow. to be in it. I don't hate that choice. Go no, I, I don't either. I yeah. think
3: I think he, Richard makes a strong case yep. for Tyreek Hill to be the league MVP. He is doing extraordinary things. He can't be stopped at times. There's no question about it. The problem that I have, though, with the Tyreek situation, the ball isn't in his hands. So it's out of his control, all of a sudden, that record-breaking pace that we're talking about, that – 2,200 yards could just all of a sudden disappear because Tua decides to not have a good game. Or Tua decides they're going to, or McDaniels decide we're going to run the football a bunch. Whatever the case may be, it's going to be taken away from him because of that. So when I look at Brock Purdy or Dak Prescott, I've seen the San Francisco 49ers with Brock Purdy and without Brock Purdy. Do the same things that they're doing now, even though it may have been Jimmy Garoppolo or whatever the case. I've seen them operate this way strong defense, nice running game, plethora of receivers making plays. So I'm like, I get it. He's playing good football, reminds you of some of the 49ers quarterbacks of old. There's no question about it. Then when I look at Dak Prescott, he's cooking. He's cooking. But he hasn't cooked in the right restaurant yet. And what I mean by that is (laughs) Buffalo's, Eagles, beating those teams. Mm. That's coming for him. Now, if he does that and plays this way, then he gets a nod up. I've seen Baltimore with and without Lamar Jackson. Mm. With Lamar, ridiculous. Mm. They went and got him some new weapons, Zay Flowers and company, and OBJ and company. Even without Mark Andrews, he's still cooking. Without a strong running game, he's cooking. So when I look at it, you say right now, it's Lamar Jackson for me. It's Lamar, despite not having 5,000 yards passing. It's about the MVP, the most valuable player that is going to assert his team to a certain level, and I think Lamar is going to do that. I think Tyreek will too, but I just have my concerns because Tyreek, has to deal with 11 people, 10 on the field, one on the sideline calling the plays. Well, the ball is in Lamar's hands the majority of the time.
1: Mm. Big difference. Mm. Keyshawn, you know full well you played what was called a dependent position. Absolutely. You are dependent upon all those Mm -hmm. other 11 11, 11, 11 people. 11. Okay. I do – love that Richard is giving love to Tyreek because he so deserves it. And I think he'll deserve it more as we go down the stretch. I hope he doesn't deserve quite so much the day that Dallas visits Miami, but we'll see about that because nobody has been able to contain him. He will not win this award because I just think the voters will always prefer the quarterback position because they'll say it's a harder position it's a more valuable position to play than receiver is in the end. And it will always be a quarterback award, maybe a running back award, but never a receiver award, I don't think. Maybe Tyreek will, will take the league over down the stretch until finally he, he will just scream MVP until you can't ignore him anymore. But now we get down to what Keyshawn just broke down between Dak and Brock. The numbers are are virtually the same, except that Dak's slightly ahead in touchdown passes because he leads the league in touchdown passes, but it's only 26 to 23 for Brock. Interceptions are the same at 6 to 6. QBR is dead even between the two of them. Brock is slightly ahead in completion percentage because he's he's two-tenths of a percent ahead because he's leading the league at 70.2 to Dak's 70.0. Okay, so it's just 50-50, 50-50 down all the way down. I will give you this. San Francisco is averaging 137 rush yards a game, which takes a little pressure off Brock. My team's at 117, so it's 20-plus yards rushing a game for San Francisco, which gives Brock a slight edge to maybe that, that was the case you were making, right, where the, just the system he plays in is is a little what? A little easier to play in than Dak's system? No, I, wouldn't doing say, it, I wouldn't
3: say it's easier. I, I, I just I think, I think I, San Francisco has, they have more than Dallas. Yeah, Dallas doesn't have,
1: have as much stuff. Okay. That, that is true. Now I'll throw this at you and you can take it or leave it. Pro football focus. I have a lot of respect for them. Sometimes they come up with some wacky evaluations, but in this case, They evaluate and grade Dak as the number one quarterback in pro football, and Brock Purdy is all the way down at 12th. Is that fair? Again, they don't provide any breakdown for it. They just have Brock graded as the 12th best quarterback. Should that give Dak an edge? No. That's just one site's evaluation, whatever their analysts come up with, but... Right now, I I would just because Brock outplayed Dak badly head to head, I would give Brock a slight edge, just a slight edge. But Dak, you guys keep bringing it up, opportunities galore. It, it's like you, you're going to get to see Dak against Jalen, you're going to see Dak against Josh Allen up in the cold in Buffalo, and you're going to then get to see Dak against Tua. In the heat down in, de- what is it, late December in Miami? Right.
3: That, that, okay. that, that's all important. All right. though. There you go. How do you
1: respond yeah. in a
3: moment of truth? Okay? How do you respond? Do you become a shell of yourself? Or do you take the next step to where everybody goes, that's why they gave him the money? Mm. This yeah. is what he is. Yeah. Or do you yeah. somehow, Richard, go into a shell? and you're back in this cocoon where you're like,
2: eh. Right.
3: I mean, that that it, it, it's, it's that time. I don't dismiss hey, Jalen a- Hurts out of this. Just because he didn't play that well last week, he's got an opportunity where the world is going to be he watching I agree. to reassert himself right. this is against the Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. which I think he will. Yep. Well, now all of a sudden... He leapfrogged back into that
2: number one spot. He would. And then yeah. they, they go to I, Seattle the I, next week. But go ahead. I think I I think if it goes to a quarterback and it doesn't go to Tariq I, I think it'd be hard to go to Lamar because Lamar just doesn't have the numbers right now. He doesn't have touchdowns. He doesn't the, the year one MVP, he won MVP at fifty touchdowns. He had he had thirty-six passing. Um he had fourteen rushing. You know that that that's MVP numbers. He, he I think he only has 18 touchdowns total on the season right now. So it's just numbers aren't really there. But I think if if it comes down to Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts, and Dak Prescott, and all things are equal, well, head-to-head matchups gotta matter then. And Brock Purdy has outperformed both of them in head-to-head matchups and beat beat them handily. And if if you give Dallas the kind of credit that Skip does, they're supposed to have a really good defense. He shredded them. Philadelphia is still supposed to be a really good team. He went to Philadelphia and beat them really bad. They executed their game plan and did what they needed to do. So if it's between those quarterbacks and all things are equal at the end of the season, then I think it has to go to Brock Purdy for those reasons because head-to-head has to matter. Like, they play head-to-head. These teams, all three of those teams have played each other in head-to-head matchups He's beat both of them and made it look like the other teams didn't deserve to be on the same field as him. So if you you give it to somebody else over him and all things are equal, then it's like, what is the award really? All right. So, Richard, who has the better weapons,
1: Brock Purdy or Dak Prescott?
2: Uh, Brock Purdy has the better weapons. Um, Dak Prescott has a better offensive line. And so he's got better protection. There are times that, that that Brock Purdy is under pressure but he's making fast decisions. He's getting the ball out quick. He's 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 processing. He's an above the shoulders quarterback. So Dallas Cowboys they have an all-pro hall of fame guard. They have an all-pro hall of fame tackle. They have another good guard. Um I mean what what are we talking about? We have an all-pro tackle and 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 uh why am I, why Trent, Williams. Right Trent now. Williams Trent Williams yeah. Trent Williams and Trent Williams and, but but outside of Trent, there's there's a lot a lot to be desired on this offensive line, and they give up consistent pressure. If you look at the past block win rates, they're amongst the league's worst. And so when you put that into account, that has to put into account. Everybody talks about his weapons, but his offensive line isn't the greatest outside of Trent. And so you get you get to these situations where you're like. Man, Brock Purdy has all these weapons, and he's everything. Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott is overperforming. That's not necessarily true. He's protected very well. They hadn't given up a sack in three games before the Seattle game. Mm. Yeah, I think though, I think,
3: I think in this situation, Skip, I understand what Richard is saying, but but Brock Purdy's going to get dinged, and he's going to get dinged a couple ways, Richard. He'll get dinged because, what does everybody say? Everybody says he has a lot of weapons, regardless of what you say about the offensive line, no matter what. When they start looking at Debo Samuel and Ayuk and Christian McCaffrey and Kettle, yeah. and, and they start looking at that. Yeah. Then they go to the sideline and they look at the, the mad scientists walking up and down the sideline. Everybody always says about the 49ers, he can put any
2: quarterback in there and they can do that right or wrong. Right or wrong. Yeah, but I, you, you you've seen other quarterbacks get, get in this system and not perform this well. So that's that's a Yeah, false point. You,
3: you may be correct on the completion percentage and on the touchdowns and the interceptions and there, but when you look at the win totals, those other quarterbacks won games and it just it it's it's the voters that are looking at this and saying this. These are the people that are saying these things that he could install almost any quarterback. Because they're going to give a lot of the credit to Shanahan. Therefore, it's taking it away from Bach Purdy. Now, is that right? No, it's not necessarily mm. right. But that's what people do. Mm. They're going to give a lot of the credit to Dak Prescott. Because the only thing they're going to say about Dak Prescott is, yeah, they got, he got C.D. Lamb. Ferguson's is young. He doesn't know this. They don't really have a strong running game. That's what they're going to do. Mm. That's what they're going to do.
2: For half the year, we didn't so, know if so, we had a second receiver. So, go ahead. And they going yeah. there you my, go. My question <laughs> is – you didn't punish Montana and and Steve Young I, for having Jerry Rice and John I, Taylor I and Roger wait. Craig and, and Ricky Waters, but but you're gonna punish this kid. You didn't you didn't punish them for for having Bill Walsh. I mean the Godfather of of West Coast offense. You didn't punish them. So so again, I don't understand because you say they're gonna I'm give not, Kyle Shanahan. I'm Shannon not man
3: voting. The, I'm just telling you, like Skip is you're saying, you make a great point about pro football focus. Mm-hmm. Skip brought you're, it up one to 12. You're making a great point. That's 11 you're a great between. Point. They think it's better, but that, that, there, there is no,
2: there is no assessment that they're basing that off of. He leads the league in completion percentage yes. yards per attempt, the deep throw percentage. Like, I mean, every, everything yes, that you can measure a quarterback truly on paper, he's pretty much leading the league but, in. So that's not something I'm respecting because you're not basing it off of anything. on are basing field. it on that
3: something seems, though. Yeah. Uh, Richard, they're they're getting
2: it from somewhere. Yeah, but it's it not somewhere. anything that that I, I I can measure. The things we use to measure quarterbacks, he's along, among the league's elite. In, it is. In you so don't when have a vote. Hmm. No, I'm okay. not just making a point, but I do have a voice. So let me make the point. All right. Like when you're not. Go ahead, Skip.
1: Sorry. So, la- last quick question, and just humor me. This, it, it, it might be hard to quantify, but. Who's the better left tackle right now, Trent Williams or Mr. USC, Tyron Smith? Oh, Trent Williams, by far. far Ooh,
3: 77, that big old dude, man, I watched him the other day. Hey, did you see that play where he blocked two on a touchdown pass? Oh, my God, against Seattle, them dudes was quitting. That's all I'm going to say. That left side, Dak set back there, and just –
1: Patting the
2: foot. Oh, man. The touchdown pass – Cooks, he literally, they took on a a, a blitz, blocked one and then blocked the other and Dak released the ball. It was kind of crazy. He doesn't
3: move as well as Trent does does still. He does Trent can pull and do a lot of, you know, he just doesn't move as well, but if he doesn't have to pull and he just has to block at the tackle spot, ooh man, that big old robot is something special.
1: (laughs) And he's a USC Trojan, by the way. And he's a Trojan. And he's a cowboy. All up next. Now they just discounted him. Okay, thank you. Up next, we got to talk about this because it is happening. The transfer portal is now overflowing with established star quarterbacks. What's going on here? Man, bombshells dropped all over college football yesterday, and I'm not talking about which teams got in or didn't get into the playoffs. I'm talking about established star quarterbacks hitting the transfer portal, starting with my guy, Oklahoma's Dylan Gabriel, Ohio State's Kyle McCord, Washington State's Cam Ward, who threw a party on Deion's Colorado at the end of the year. Duke's Riley Leonard, Oregon State's DJ Uwe, and Kansas State's Will Howard. I could go on and on, but speaking of Dion, he now says he wants to go into the portal to get veteran quarterbacks, plural, he says, as in multiple, to back up his son Shadur, who, of course, is still recovering from back injury, but who, with his brother Shiloh, definitely is committed to playing another year at Colorado. So, Keyshawn, you're close to this. You're involved in, in IL. What is going on with all these big names hitting the portal?
3: Well, everybody's a little bit different, right? You take yep. the kid, uh, Dante Moore, out here at UCLA, who's a true freshman. He's from the East Coast. He's yep. from the D.C., good Maryland point. area. That's a good point. And he I, was up and down with Chip Kelly, bench yep. in, out. So he's homesick. <sighs> okay, <sighs> so now he's leaving because of that. Fair it's enough. Not, he's not chasing money. No. Uh, but then there's other guys in the portal that – decides okay you you talk about <laughs> Dylan Gabriel is he looking at mississippi
1: state is because he looking his at coordinator jeff Lebby, is now the head coach Je- there and it was his coordinator at ucf and his yes. previous so line. now you got a coordinator who mm-hmm. has left
3: ucf to oklahoma oklahoma to mississippi state now is he eyeing usc or is Maybe. he
1: eyeing mississippi state so it's everybody or i the highest bidder go ahead or the highest bidder it
3: all just depends yeah on what an individual is searching for and looking for. You look at the quarterback out of Duke, the kid out of Duke and and Riley Leonard. It's rumored that the Notre Dame cash flow has kicked in. He's a good player. He's a really good player. But is he really chasing that $3 million that's allegedly out there getting a line in his pocket with the car dealership? Or is that just a rumor? I think when you talk about this portal, there's so many different things that go on with guys wanting to leave. You look at DJU out of Mm -hmm. Oregon State. He leaves Clemson. He comes to the West Coast. His coach leaves and goes to Michigan State. Is he going to follow his coach to Michigan State? So I think when you start to look at this again, they all leave and get into the portal for different reasons. Mm -hmm. I don't want to make it all about the NIL because it's not always about the NIL. Mm -hmm. It's about how you treat it. Do you trust our coaches leaving? And do I have an opportunity to cash in and make more money in college than I would potentially my rookie year if I come out and go in the fourth round, the fifth round. Yes, that is the case because many of these guys that are on this list are not first-round talent in terms of quarterback. Some of them aren't even second-round talent, but they'll make more money in their juniors and senior years than they would in their first and second year in the National Football League. So I don't blame them uh, if it's there for the taking capitalize on it, just know I've watched a lot of guys leave schools that have productivity, Sherm. And when they got to those new right. schools, it yeah, didn't man. work out the way that they thought it would.
2: Right. And, and, and I mean, it's getting kind of crazy. I'm, I'm all for everybody getting their money. Get your money. But these are the top names and the top guys. So, of course, they're going to get their money, Key. But it's those guys that aren't on these highlights that, that are getting – thrown by the wayside and and think they're going to go grass is greener on the other side. And it really isn't. And that's why I think NCAA president Charlie Baker just proposed a new rule of these top schools that have the greatest resources in the NCAA, these, you know, the, the SECs, the Bamas, the Ohio States, the Texases, the teams that make the most money, they're trying to create a subdivision for them to govern this now. Hey, you can put 30,000 into a trust for this. You can because it has to be title nine, all the athletes have to benefit from it. So they're going to be able to put a certain amount of money away for other athletes as well outside of football, but they're really trying to govern the recruitment, the roster size, the NIL, just the transfer portal because it's really getting out of hand. You can't build a team this way. When guys, hey, you just had a great season, you feel like you coached them well, you treated them well, you did everything you could do, and the guy's like, yeah, okay, they're offering me more money, I'm going to leave. And so, you know, it's just not a sustainable system right now, and the NCAA should have been done this. The reason why it's the Wild Wild West right now is because the NCAA – took too long. They were too greedy early on and said, you know what? We're not going to pay these guys anything. We're going to keep all the money for ourselves they and guess. give it to coaches and give it to whoever we want, but we're not giving it to the student-athlete. And now the system broke. It did. And they have to deal with it. And now they're trying to rail, rail it back in. But, I mean, this is a good start.
1: Ishan, you're discounting the money angle here, though. You say it's not <clears throat> always about the money.
2: It, it, it really
3: isn't, Skip. It, it really isn't. I mean, when, when – A lot of kids, there's a a kid, and I'm not gonna mention his name at all, but there's a kid that went to a university, and it wasn't about the money when he got into the portal. It was about his opportunity. He didn't wanna be in a rotation. They told him when he was at the university, don't worry, you're gonna play, you're gonna blah, 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 blah. He played a little bit, and he flashed, but he didn't wanna be in a rotation. So he said, I'm out. I don't wanna be in a rotation. So he came to a certain university to make sure he wasn't in a rotation, not to chase money. That's
1: why I'm saying, you know, it's not always about the money. Okay, but it looks to me like to Richard's point and to Charlie Baker's point that in the wild, wild west that we're now in. Happily so, because finally these kids are getting their money. Man, Maybe they get paid. They get paid. They're, they're getting paid. <laughs> finally. It, it took years. I, I've been campaigning for this for, for like 50 years. Not only are they getting paid, but there are no strings attached because they're all playing on effectively one year deals. Because as soon as the year's up, they, they can jump right back in the portal and say, who else out there? I, I had a good year at Oregon State or whatever, you know, whoever. I, who wants me? I had a good year at Washington State. Who wants me? I'll go to the highest bidder. And then the other thing that happened, I, I was shocked as a hardcore Oklahoma fan. I thought Dylan Gabriel was out of eligibility. And because of COVID, it's like they can play for nine years now. I don't know. It seems like Dylan right. Gabriel's been playing for nine years. And he's got another he's, – wait, he's got another year left? Yeah, he's got another year. So – with all these extra years and the ability to move through the portal, well, a lot of these quarterbacks are saying, well, I'll, I'll try it again. I'll go to the highest bidder a second time or a third time. I'll move again. Well, Keyshawn, you got a problem with that? Or no. Th- that, that's why Charlie Baker's saying we we need some ground rules here because right. at some point they're going to want contracts where if we give you your big NIL deal, you have to stay for ex- whatever they're – no, I don't, negotiation a, would, I don't have a problem with it at yeah. all, Skip, but remember
3: what I said. A lot of these players that are entering into the portal, let's talk about the quarterbacks, for instance. These aren't first-round guys. Caleb Williams yeah. went once because his coach left. <laughs> he did. Right? So yeah. he's the top-five pick.
1: Those guys aren't moving. Dylan Gabriel, God bless his soul, good quarterback. You know what? He's really good. I I think he throws it better than Tua does. He's just not as big as Tua. So at 5'11", what's his future? I don't know. He he can run. Trust me, he can run. He can do a lot of great things,
3: but his grade isn't going to change so significantly by moving schools. Mm -hmm. So he may be leaving to look after the money money. because he's not going to go from a fourth round grade to a bottom first round. It's just not going to happen. No, you don't make that type of jump. No. Come draft grading. Agreed. So when you start the DJU as big as he is, we saw him at Clemson early on replace Trevor Lawrence. We're like, Oh, okay. I watched him here in Los Angeles at St. John Bosco. Yep. He's not going in the first round. No. He doesn't have a first-round grade. he had a
1: nice year at Oregon State. He had had a nice
3: year, but they already got a book on him. They've already made a decision on what he's going to be at the next level. Okay.
1: And finally, I just saw an ESPN list of ranking the portal quarterbacks. and Kyle McCord, who started for Ohio State the whole year, is eighth on the list. That's why Michigan beat Ohio State, because Kyle McCord's just – he's just a guy. He's just a nice college quarterback, game manager type. Give him Marvin Harrison but, Jr. He can be pretty good, yeah. right?
2: Yeah. So get the yeah. money. I mean, I think, I think, I think, I, I, you're, I think you're right because some of these guys may never make it to the NFL and make the kind of money they're they're trying to make. But I, I, I think, I, I don't like it. I hate these COVID rules and all this nonsense because it's punishing high school kids. Like <laughs> that, that it high is. That it is. That it is. Are <laughs> getting in point. and getting scholarships. Oh, they got all these dreams, and and, and instead of them getting an the opportunity to go live out their college dream. They're going J.C. or not getting a a chance because this kid, because Bo Nix wants to play six years or because this kid (laughs) wants to play seven years in in, in college. And you're like, man, like, get out of college and give these college kids, I mean, these high school kids who this system go back in place so that we can have the turnover. (laughs) Mm. You okay, Keith? I got the Richard Sherman cough going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think-
3: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm okay There's now. Airways. But <laughs> what I would say about this, in furthering this, when you, when you look at the kid from UCLA, for instance, he's in, he's out, he's in, he's out. He's away from home. He's not being developed mm. the way he envisioned being developed by the quarterback coach. Mm. So he says, nah, I will never have the opportunity to... Fulfill my potential if I stay here. Yep. I thought it was gonna be different. So therefore, mm-hmm. I'm going to leave. When you talk about, you talk about um it's hurting the high school kids, Richard. You know who else is hurting? It's hurting the junior colleges as well. Because that was the okay. second it used to
1: opportunity. Be the pipeline. Yes,
3: that was the pipeline mm-hmm. for guys that could plug and play right now, yep. come in, take over, and move on. I could go down a long laundry list of dominant players that went to junior college that went on to the next level. And now all of a sudden that's dried up because coaches say I can go on the portal and I can get a kid. That'll do exactly what I need him to do. And I got him for four years opposed
1: to two. Yep. Great discussion up next. Rachel Nichols joins me to break down last night's in season tournament quarterfinals and tonight's (laughs) Suns at Lakers. (laughs) Nice try,
2: Richard.
1: (laughs) Rachel Nichols joins me now to delve into the NBA's new in-season tournament. We'll get to Suns-Lakers in just a moment, but first let's break down what happened in the first two quarterfinal games last night, starting with... Pacers pulling off, I don't know, something of a surprise, beating the Celtics by 10 in Indianapolis. Good morning, Rachel. What happened to those Celtics?
4: Yeah, I mean, look, I have been worried about the Celtics' frontline depth since day one of this season. Mm -hmm. And the reason was, while Kristaps Porzingis raises this team's ceiling, he's got to be on the court. And guess what? He is better than he used to be about staying healthy, Mm -hmm. but he is still not on the court in consecutive games the way you would need him to during a two-month playoff run. And we saw that. He didn't play last night. You know, he's only played... Ten consecutive games this season. That's how many he's been able to put together. Only 16 consecutive games an entire of last season. So you know you are going yes. to miss nights okay. with him. And this team needs help there. And the Pacers took such good advantage of that. You could tell they were running plays yeah. for him for, for that spot. Yeah. Rick Carlisle made some terrific halftime Loved adjustments. And Tyrese Love. Halliburton, man. Lord. I mean, he played lights out. This was such a coming out party for him.
1: Triple-double, and I'm, to your point... First triple-double ever. Ever, and I'm looking at the Celtics' box score, and I'm looking at the bench production, and it's just pathetic because it's like, that's all you got?
4: I mean, look, it was an off night for some of their guys. Drew Holiday, who you and I are both huge fans of, did not have the best night, right? I mean, that's going to happen. And by the way, the Celtics, I think, look, it was a tough competitive game. You cannot say that Boston didn't compete. But clearly, especially if you listen to the quotes after the game, Boston was like, "Ah, it it was great. We didn't win. We're going to go do other stuff because they're looking toward June. And the Pacers are obviously looking toward this. This is their Super Bowl, this kind of tournament.
1: I'm just watching on TV, mm-hmm. but the crowd in Indy was coming oh, through my TV because they were so classic. into it. Like it was a playoff game, or even better, a March Madness kind of game. Yes. Like it had a college feel. You to
4: know it. the vibe in Indiana basketball? I, I mean, those people are just waiting for something to cheer for. That building is incredible, that field yes. house is so much fun. Um, I, I loved seeing the energy there, and that's what yeah. this tournament is about, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think this tournament is changing the landscape of the NBA's position in the hierarchy, right? The uh-huh. NFL played last night, and even uh-huh. if it wasn't a marquee matchup, still did great ratings, right, I compared agree. to the NBA. This this tournament is really for hardcore NBA fans. It's energizing the base, and it's giving teams and markets yeah. and, and, and fans, markets. like in Indiana, something to cheer for okay. because they're not going to make it to June. A
1: quick point on Tyrese Halliburton is he starting to at least enter MVP discussion oh yeah yeah Yeah. he
4: was starting to prior to this now he is in the conversation we have our circles in the NBA Mm skip right so the outer circle is you know maybe could be in the conversation but when you get into that top five or six you Mm -hmm. are in the conversation Mm -hmm. and Tyrese Halliburton put himself squarely in that last night now he's not in the inner Nikola Jokic Joel Embiid circle all
1: right but he's he's got the funkiest three-point shot but he made a bunch of them but it worked it was a
4: four-point play that blew the game open with a minute and a half to go
1: And I'm looking at the overall numbers he's averaging, and I know it's early, but he's 27-4 and 12 assists a game, which leads the NBA. That will keep him in this discussion, In the conversation.
4: He's in that circle.
1: Okay, let's go to the other game, the Mm -hmm. late game at Sacramento, where it felt like the crowd wasn't in it, maybe because the Pelicans took the crowd out of it. How impressed were you with what the Pelicans did to a very good home team, yeah. it's maybe the toughest place to play in the league, and they won by 10?
4: Yeah, no, I was very impressed with yeah. the Pelicans. They used their size, which mm-hmm. I think is such an advantage for them. Um, and, and look, Zion Williamson did not have the best game, but Brandon Ingram played really well. And, and that team has gone through an interesting metamorphosis. They struggled at a bunch of times this season. A mm-hmm. couple weeks ago, they had a players-only team meeting for about an hour, and it was really about talking to each other, and Ingram and Zion mm-hmm. came out of that saying, we gotta basically become glued at the hip. They have become so much more efficient and fluid on the court. And so even when one of them has not the best night, that messages to the rest of the team, hey, we're on it. We're together. And that's what you saw last night. You saw the guys step up because they believe in those top two, even when you know Zion maybe wasn't Zion.
1: But as I watched, it felt like he was deferring to Brandon, who had the hottest hand, especially in mid-range. He was just deadly. I wonder if coming out of that meeting, Zion said, I, I'm, I'm going to try to be your guy. You know, I'm I'm going to try to be joined at the hip on the court with you, as in when you got it going, I, I'll defer.
4: Yes. Right? I, think, I think they definitely look at themselves coming out of that meeting as more of a tandem, a duo, as opposed to two guys playing okay, on the playing. court together. Okay. And you know a big man in the NBA is not going to ever be your finisher. So yeah. Brandon Ingram is the one who's going to have that job.
1: Listen, when this team is healthy as it seems to be at this moment. Yep. It feels like it could be a factor in the Western Conference. Yes. Like, would I be shocked if it won the West this year? I wouldn't be shocked.
4: I would be shocked. Would but you? I, I okay. would. I would. So, I mean, you, you know, still have teams like coach. Denver I, around I just there. Think he's no, really fantastic. Good. Yeah. But they've got to stay healthy. And they have had the worst injury luck
1: and health okay. luck. I
4: mean, C.J. McCollum's on his second collapsed lung. God.
1: And yet, Sacramento, I don't know if they took it quite as seriously as New Orleans because they they're now, they've graduated into the say, echelon of, give us Golden State, give us the Lakers, and we'll yeah. get up for it at home, but really not the Pelicans. Fair?
4: Yeah, I think so. Okay. Look, again, I want to say, all these teams last night were trying. You don't get to the quarterfinals of something like this without trying. They were all trying. They were good games. But you can see the difference between the teams that have not had that playoff success yep. recently and knowing this was their taste of it. This was okay. their shot.
1: All right. Tonight, here in Los Angeles, oh, yeah. we got Suns at Lakers. Yep obviously the Lakers got to this point by beating the Suns in their first game of group play, Mm -hmm. but there was no Devin Mm -hmm. Booker in that game. (laughs) And so now what happens tonight? Look,
4: on paper, I would say, man, the Suns have a good chance of winning. Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, all the different parts of their team, but this is not on paper. And I got to tell you, LeBron James has made it known he wants to win this tournament. He has played like it. They have beaten opponents in these tournament games so far by an average of more than 18 points a game. That is impressive. He is playing at home. The novelty of this being the first one, of him being able to add one more thing to that resume, I think really resonates with him. They've all talked about the money a lot in that Lakers locker room. And look, you have a home game with him. As long as Anthony Davis can be a regular Anthony Davis, it doesn't need to be exceptional. He needs to be a regular Anthony. Davis, my money is always going to be on LeBron James. And I think he's also licking his lips a little bit after that Celtics loss. Mm. Because now you look at the rest of the field, right? Some of the teams that are going to possibly be a problem when you get to May and June, there's no point. Denver in there, right? No, no. And if they get past Phoenix tonight, there's not going to be Phoenix anymore. And mm-hmm. so you look at no Warriors. So when you look at this field, you have, right? You've got the Pacers, you've got the Pelicans, maybe you've got the Bucks, but could have the Knicks. And then if the Lakers can win tonight, I don't know. LeBron James has got to like those odds. And when LeBron James' eyes light up Mm. and it's just one night or two nights that he has to be 100,000% of LeBron James, my money is going to be on LeBron James. I wouldn't be shocked if the Suns won by any stretch.
1: But no Bradley Beal. No Bradley Beal. But they haven't
4: had him a lot this season, so...
1: Okay, but does Devin Booker make that big a difference? I think he does. 100 percent,
4: because it's not just the points. I think what some people have missed this season is his playmaking has been exceptional. Mm. And that was one of the big questions we had going into the season, right? They weren't playing with the kind of point guard they had in the past. No Chris Paul anymore. And could Devin Booker really be able to fill that Mm. role of distributing? And he has been phenomenal at it.
1: Mm. Lakers are finally getting whole. Healthy because only Gabe Vinson is the only one who's still, and Darvin Ham keeps saying he's progressing, he's yeah. got a bad knee. I don't know the extent of it, but. All of a sudden, if you got Jared Vanderbilt back and Rui mm-hmm. is back and Cam Reddish is OK, I guess. So Well, your
4: guy, Austin Reeves is going to have and, a big say okay. in what happens tonight, okay. because if they can produce, if he can lead that bench to really produce, I think that is going to make a huge difference. And this is entering a crucial period for the Lakers, right? The trade deadline is now going to be is, you know, early in February, right? Mm-hmm. So you only have now about, I don't know, two months to figure out. Mm-hmm. Who is your team? And do you have to really make a move? Because what they look like for the first couple months is eh, maybe can't compete with the very top teams in the West. Mm. Still very good. But do we need to make some tweaks? And now they've got their team back. They kept saying, we got to wait for these role players to get back. Well, mm. now they're back. Let's see. Do you got to make some tweaks or is this your squad?
1: OK, so you are going to Las Vegas for these semis. I am the semis going to Las Vegas. Final, okay? Yes, absolutely. In gut feeling, it will come down to what?
4: If LeBron James is in this tournament, I yeah. think LeBron James wins this tournament. Okay. And we'll see tonight. And I, th- I think this is the biggest obstacle, frankly. Would it Pelicans, be fair to
1: say it would be Bucks lakers Is that it certainly, the best guess?
4: certainly could be. Yeah. Again, I'm interested to see what happens when you have a team like you did in Indiana last night. When you have one team that is ta- thinking about June and you have one team in the Knicks to which it would be a huge deal for them to be competing in Las Vegas. And no matter what these guys do going into the game and how focused they are, and these guys are all competitors, they know the stakes. Mm. It's somewhere in their mind. And the stakes are not the same for Milwaukee mm. as they are for the Knicks. So I think that could be more even than people expect. Mm. I think if the Bucks are in Las Vegas, then LeBron has more to worry about. Yeah. But I do think he is looking at the field right now. And the favorite to win this going into last night was Boston, and they're mm. not the favorite anymore. They're not going to be there.
1: Mm. You really know this stuff.
4: Been around the okay. block. You've skip. Been Around.
1: Well, wow. we'll welcome you back again after tomorrow, the
4: tournament. So. Exactly. Okay.
1: Up next, what should the NFL do about the Eagles' big dom cult hero? That's next. once again your turn hashtag undisputed live here we go first tweet from killian skip when the cowboys lose against philly lol yeah that's it i think richard and key they're going to be reaching for excuses that no longer work tweet number two how cowboys fans believe the door is open to win the division Boom. <laughs> you
2: know? Yeah,
1: it is, it is open.
3: The problem is there's a screen that's there that's going to block it. But the door is certainly
1: open for the taking. It's, it's wide open. Finally, from Marcus Martinez, don't worry, Key and Sherm. It's the annual Cowboys pretending to be contenders stretch of the NFL season. And this will be the end result come the divisional round, as Richard often says. Wah, wah, wah. we we'll be told. We'll, we'll see. I-, I think this year is going to be different. It, it might be, yeah.
3: especially now that Jerry has lifted the
1: curse. They, lifted might the curse. Putting, the they might go home with a wild card. They Jimmy might do different. Put Jimmy Johnson in the ring of honor yeah, soon. The curse got broken. What is it, December 30th, Detroit? We got it. All right, speaking of the NFL, speaking of the Eagles, before Sunday, Eagles head of security, Big Dom DeSandro, was very well known among Eagles fans, but after Sunday's incident with the 49ers' Drake Greenlaw, Big Dom is becoming a household name to sports fans everywhere, unfortunately. Yet now the NFL is looking into Big Dom's in-game altercation with Green Law that, of course, resulted in both being removed from the game. Richard Sherman, what should the NFL do now?
2: Well, I mean, a, a simple suspension is good with me. Um, you know, I don't want him to lose his job. I don't, you know, he obviously means a lot to that community. He means a lot to the Philadelphia Eagles, but he does not need to be anywhere near a field um, because there, there is a there is concern that there was something pregame with him and and in, in Greenlaw. So yeah. if there was something pregame with him in Greenlaw, and then he takes it to the field and puts yeah. his hands on him, then yeah. that's a much different,
1: much different conversation. Yeah. Agreed. And by the way, NFL Network reported yesterday that he and Greenlaw did have words across the field before the game that could have led to this. Go ahead, Keisha.
3: Yeah, I, I said it uh, yesterday about the exchange in words that they may have had during pregame. Yep. That's okay for, as far as I'm concerned with the security. If he is trying to intervene in a situation to, to calm order and, and bring you know some closure to uh, scuffle or whatever in the pregame, that's his job. But once they take the field and the clock is a-ticking, That's the 11 men on the field's job is to defend themselves. And then if there's some teammates that leave the bench and all that, they'll be dealt with accordingly, not only by the NFL, but by the referees. It's not his job to touch the opponents at all. It's just not his job. Mm. So I would say what the league should do is remove him from the sidelines for the rest of the season. Agreed. Allow him to be the security in the tunnel. In the press box, whatever, but not on the sidelines. Did he learn his lesson from this altercation? Probably so. But just to be fair to him and to the San Francisco 49ers and John Lynch and company, you just remove him from the sideline. That's all. And by the way,
1: NFL Network reported that he spoke to John Lynch after the game, profusely apologized, and that John, of course, being the great guy that he is, accepted the apology. Because think, think this, though, Skip. Yeah. What if...
3: The 49ers lose the game, and Greenlaw oh. is removed from it, and they lose the game. Oh. Now, now we have a different conversation. Oh, we're having a different a conversation. A totally different conversation. Mm-hmm. So totally, just
1: remove him for the rest of the season. And as Richard will attest, is not Dre Greenlaw the biggest hitter on that defense? I know Ufongo oh, was. He, he, yeah.
2: he's, a, he's a tone setter, no he question. He's the a tone, tone setter. setter. He's the attitude. He's
1: all of it. So this came to my attention that just a week ago, The Eagles announced that Dom DeSandro would be marketing his own merchandise to benefit the Eagles Autism Foundation. But but he's become such a cult hero, so representative of the spirit of the Philadelphia Eagles dressed in all black with a little Italian flag on his sleeve that they're selling merchandise, Big Dom merchandise. So is it possible this all went to his head a little bit in this game? Yes. That he became such a celebrity that he started taking himself so seriously representing <laughs> the Eagles off the field that he needed to represent them and bodyguard them on the field as an altercation ensued with Drake Greenlaw uh, after body slamming Devontae Smith.
3: Well, that's another thing yeah. I said yesterday, not about the the the, uh, the merchandise that he'll be selling. Congratulations to him. I'm glad he's doing a – a great deed for the community, uh, applaud him for that. But I said, if you remember yesterday, Skip, I said, he's starting to feel like he's a player That's because he's right. around them, yeah. he's, he's indoctrinated yeah. in the DNA of the Philadelphia. And so all of a sudden, he's, I'm the guy.
1: Yeah. I'm the guy, but they like love me. Jason Kelsey calls him Papa Bear, so they, they love it. Okay, And, and yeah.
3: so you start feeling mm-hmm. a certain way. Now, I don't know if it's because of the merchandise. He just may feel, he gets called Blanche, he get to go anywhere he wants to. All of those sort of things. He's flying on their planes. He's he he's sharing. He gets a Super Bowl ring when they win. I mean, he's a guy. I get it. Right. I, I get it 100%. Just don't touch the opponent's player. You're not right. a coach. Right. You're not a player. That's all. It's simple. It's you, not that
2: hard. And and, and and to your point, Skip, it may have gotten to his head. Like, I, I I don't have a problem with the guy being on the sideline, hyping his players up. If he were to get grab Devontae Smith and pull him back, like, come on, Devontae, like – but what he did was went straight to Drake Greenlaw and pushed him back. And this wasn't even like Dre Greenlaw is pushing or, or doing anything. They're standing in each other's face. This is football. That happens sometimes. You can stand there and fuss at each other for a second and then get back to the huddle. Yeah. Don't put your hands on me like Keyshawn says. Because I, I, Drake Greenlaw, if he would have just shoved him to the ground, I, I wouldn't have been mad at that. Like, get, get your hands off me. Agreed. And, and get back where you need to be. I'm on the field where I'm supposed to be. You've seen this before,
3: Skip, and so have you, Richard. <clears throat> when you go to a sideline, you run to the sideline, you get pushed out of bounds. You've seen assistant coaches push a player. We've seen that. Mm-hmm. But the assistant coach is treated different yeah. than the security. Absolutely. It's just treated different.
1: Okay, I got gotcha. you. Right. Up next, we got to deal with Suns at Lakers tonight here in L.A. Who wins? We pick it next. Lakers are a a point-and-a-half favorite over the visiting Suns here in L.A. tonight, quarterfinal matchup, NBA's new in-season tournament. Richard Sherman, who
2: wins? Well, I want the Lakers to win. I hope Anthony Davis shows up. In a big way. Like Keyshawn said, we're 4 and 0 in tournament games, so hopefully we swip, switch the flip, flip the switch again.
3: Lakers win at home in a celebrity crowd tonight, skip. They cover, then they move on to Vegas. They win the whole
1: tournament as long as King James is on the floor. As long as he's on the floor. How about as long as AD shows up and is not always disappearing? I, I, he could disappear. I think LeBron and the rest of the company are taking it to their be own. Enough. Hands. And celebrity crowd on hand, does that mean Keyshawn Johnson will no. be in the front row? No. Not a I, chance. I, it's not a game unless you're there. Nah, it's not official. Right? Nah. Huh? Now nah, I'm good. I don't okay. want my I don't want my uh, shoes on the hardwood. I'm good. Okay. I loved what Rachel Nichols just said. I think LeBron is taking this very seriously in part for those guys down, the roster down the bench who could all make 500,000 if they win this. So, because he is taking it this seriously, I think they will eke out a win tonight over Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. I think it'll be a great game to watch. I think it'll go to the wire, and I'll say that Austin Reeves closes it with a big shot at the end to win it, and they advance <laughs> on to Las Vegas. They're they're gonna of have course, to deal with the Bucks though at some point. I think the Bucks are gonna be there. It's
3: good for the future, man. Yep. It's good for the future. All right.
1: Some would say the Bucks stop there. I don't, the Bucks I don't know. Stops skip. I'm here all in week. Vegas. What stays in Vegas. Right? <laughs> Uh, That is it for Undisputed. We are definitely back tomorrow at 9.30 Eastern. And I cannot wait to educate tomorrow.